Describe this is like in brewery terms. It's like when I feel like seltzers are what ska was back in the day, <laughs> right? You guys never ventured into that, but a lot of bands, fucking even Pivot did, bro. Unwritten Law even did that shit. You know, like band, uh, No Effects did that shit. No, no, it's not that it's bad. And what I was saying earlier off record was the first time I heard that. Um, all I know is that I don't know. I heard it on the Green Day record, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're not a ska band, but they play that song. And Operation Ivy is obviously like the kind of pioneers of ska punk. So nothing against it, you know. I love Rancid and everything, like, and we played with Less Than Jake and all. Those with your legs open like that, sitting down, you smell Rancid. Sir. I'm just trying to like air out the, <laughs> the my, my little accordion. There. I feel in the early 2000s, <laughs> every punk band, new school punk band, the era that we were around, and you specifically, like I feel like a majority of those bands had like a ska song in sure, their in their sure. repertoire. Yeah. So I feel like breweries today, as it relates to seltzers, is that fucking thing. That's it's the good, same hey, thing. you just did a music and beverage That's what I Jeez. do. I, I smoke a lot of weed. My, I got to quit my podcast. Mm, you, mm. So you, was that Mentiroso by Melomanes? That was Mentiroso okay, by Melomanes. I, I know bro. the lyrics really well because I had that cassette single. That Go I bought, ahead. I bought it. Uh, I warehouse. Top, tower, tower. Tower. Shit. Yeah. I forgot um, you're, you, were, you were a hipster before it was cool to be a hipster. Was that hipster? It was Tower Records? Okay. I think so. Rest in shit. peace to the Tower on the uh, Sports Arena. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Oh, hello. For listening to another episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast, brought to you by the wonderful people at Grasshopper. Grasshopper providing you with all your cannabis needs, uh, recreational, medicinal, drop your 15% happy hour discount, or just take in your Emo Brown social club card and smile and wait for the goodness <laughs> to come your way, because it's coming. I had a question about Go that. Go ahead, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with a longtime guest, a longtime fan of, of mine. Wait. Yes. Wait. That's fine. I'm a fan of yours. Either That's way. what I was trying to say. That's fine. Either way. Um, I could use a fan right now. Joshua Kimball. Yeah. Josh Kemble, quick background on what he does. He's an all-around badass. Uh, in my adolescent years, of, I don't know, 16. Am I an adolescent at 16? 40. Yeah, that's <laughs> damn fool. I've been, I've been a and fucking- You've been an adolescent for a long time. Yeah, some things never change, but I've been listening to your music since I was legit 16, 17 years old. Lead singer of a band called Dogwood, a band that I grew up listening to. My mom just came into the studio and uh, she's popped in and said, hey mom, look who's here. And she's like, who's that? And I said, once upon a time, I used to listen to a band called Dogwood. She's like, yes, I know. And she's like, well, this is the lead singer. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And what do you do now? And we talked about it. And he's, you know, Shout chef. And your mom. my mom's was here, you know, she taking care of herself, wearing her mask. We're all kind of, you know. She's looking She's looking um, like she's having a good time today. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's cruising around. She's smiling. Yeah. She's you just, know. you know, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's. But Joshua Kemble. Hi. I'm a big fan. This Whoa. is like your fourth or fifth time Whoa. here at the podcast. I just a- like I just like having you in here so we can shoot the shit. Can we get like a yellow jacket now? Like a golf, <laughs> it's getting close. Golf tournament? Or no, that, Saturday Night Live it's or? a green jacket, bro. Green tank top? Green is an Augusta jacket. Right. What's cracking, dude? How I you do, doing? Real quick, before we, in, inter, we enter our conversations, of, <sighs> I wanted to ask about Grasshopper mm-hmm. because just if you know, I, I, I get the illusion like grass and, you know, the devil's lettuce and all that, but- are they fans of the the old television show Kung Fu? Ooh, no say way. Grasshopper. No say. I just thought it was a great name because they delivered. Out? I can. I can. I will. Because um, they just, deliver it so it's hopping. Yeah. yeah. It's a hop, grasshopper. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking great yeah, smart. name. Yeah. You know, and, and, just, and they agreed. 
I was only, I just, the question dawned on me right when you said grasshopper because, you know, Kung Fu, David Cassidy, mm-hmm. Kill Bill. All oh, that. oh, wow. Look at you. You've been listening to Quentin heard- Tarantino podcast lately, haven't you? <laughs> no, no. But you've heard people say like, oh, grasshopper, like anything like that. It's no, from that show. I'm not about that life. I'm not about stereotypes and or anything like that. I don't know what you're doing and it's you're not appreciated me. here. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the views expressed by the guests on the Emo Brown podcast do not directly reflect our opinions oh. or views. Josh, feel free to say your conservative views by all means. Oh, geez. So shout out to, <laughs> if you, shout out to anyone who has seen this show, Kung Fu, or knows David Cassidy or the reference to to Grasshopper. Aside from what he's talking about, I'm talking about that. Anyhow, hi Steve. We're What's here. up, man? It's, uh, I'm in the stud. Um, La Cueva. La Cueva. La, La Cueva de COVID. Mm. Damn, no. Oh. We're just, we don't, we don't, we don't. I'd like that stricken from the record, sir. <laughs> Welcome mm. back, bro. Mm. What's his name again? Sorry, up there. Bar- Edmund. Edmund made me a special, a special bev, a shandy of sorts. Half. Half a tres animales. Half tres animales. 10.7% triple IPA. Tripa. And then. I think he gave you the watermelon seltzer, bro. watermelon seltzer with the. A little tajin tajin chamoy rim. rim. What's cracking? It's fantastic. Is it really? It's so good. Oh, man. If you like, if you're a fan of hoppy watermelon stuff, um, which I didn't know I was until like about 10 minutes ago. Thank you, sir. This is what we do here. Wow. Opening my eyes, opening my heart. You know, that's what we do here. We aspire to bring light to otherwise darkened corners in the world here at Three Punk Ales slash Emo Brown. Welcome back. Talk to me. Hi. Yes. What have you been up to, brother? Talk to me. How's your podcast going? Tell us a little about your podcast. Oh, so the the family cast is... um, we're, it's doing good. We're approaching. We're still, we're still nascent. It's the 29 episodes coming. It'll be coming up on 29 episodes. So in podcast world, that's still kind of new. At what point do you consider it not new? I don't know. Maybe after a first season. I don't know when. The fuck you do, by, you do by seasons? No, I, I haven't yet. I don't know because it, you know, I don't, I've only started this year. So. Okay. I that's a lot. You're pretty active then. I don't know. We're I in July and you've, or August <laughs> and you've got 30. Yeah, yeah, up to coming up on 30. It's like four a week, four a month, perdón. I do, yeah, I try to do one release per week. Mm. I try to, yeah. Why'd you start a podcast with you? Why? Um, <laughs> because, because I wanted to, because I, you know, I grew up in punk rock and I now I'm growing up through the chef world, trying to combine the two. So I talk to people who kind of have a, have their hand in both, say like yourself when you were a guest, cause you were punk rocker and you're doing food and beverage. Punks or, don't know, die, bro. Whoa. Never. Goonies never say die kind of thing. Right. Never seen it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, nobody's seen Goonies. I haven't. <laughs> I get made fun of a lot for the movies but I don't watch. You also watch. don't like Star Wars. You don't like. But I've started watching Star Wars cause guess what? My kids are all about it. And I don't want to be the weenie that's going to watch that. So now I sat down this weekend, actually, and we watched A New Hope, the original one. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, sure. kept, kept not bad. bad. Not bad. Not good. But not, not, bad. not good, but not bad. But it's a kid. It's it's a kid's story. So let's let's not kid ourselves. Every I mean, I'm a Star Wars nerd and I can say this, that I can tell that it's written for. It's a kid's, it's a young adult, you know, fiction. Just, Adolescent. Sure. <laughs> minor at heart, you know, um, and I can, I can live with that, you know, but, um, but yeah, so st- any kind of niche stuff like that, um, is is up my alley and so we talk about all that kind of stuff on the show like you know pairing food and music pairing beer and music pairing doing my 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 events um you know ticketed dinners and stuff like that or i have people on like so i just had karen on from small barn so she, and she used to own a music venue so it kind of it works like that so it's not always people who are in bands and now are chefs it's people who are in or around like you know the the music scene and the food or beverage scene so kind of both like jim Jim from Sparta, I just talked to and at the drive-in, he owns a restaurant. And Bro, that's the cool thing about your podcast, listening to it and just kind of watching the roster of guests that you have. It's fucking right up my 90s, early 2000s alley. <laughs> like all the music I grew up listening to, you had, you, yeah, like you said, you had Sparta, 
you know? Yeah. Like you've had to do from good riddance, you know? Then yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, that's fucking awesome. Because so many people work in the different industries. Like I, Jim's one hasn't come out yet. His is like two away, but um, it's coming out. And it's going to be, it's fun. He had a lot of cool things to say, but like you said, it's like the people that I listened to in the nineties or whatever, or even recently. And um, it's just been, it's, it's been cool because I'm not like, so what's your favorite song you ever wrote? Or like, what's your favorite dish to make of their chef? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm trying to talk to them from my own eyes or perspective is like, you know, what do you think about what's going on right now? And what song of yours would you pair with this wine or whatever, you know, like try to bring up conversations that they, they might've never had about their, their product or whatever, you know? Well, when I have you on, I'm a fanboy, bro. So <laughs> don't, don't expect anything like off kilter like that. I'm going to legit play some songs today clips of your songs and be like, what the fuck were you thinking when you wrote this? Oh, that's like, fine. like, where did this come from? You know, like what, huh? Who? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I've been on here before in the, the emo Brown podcast. <clears throat> and, um, you're listening. Um, and that's fine because we came up around, you know, San Diego, obviously for, for those of who have heard this before or who haven't, I started right out of high school. So you think a lot of, you think a lot differently obviously when you're a high schooler and right out of high school. And then now that we're like, we have kids and business, whatever. It's like, sometimes things change and sometimes, you know. What does change drastically for you now at 40 plus Joshua than when you were early twenties touring band mm, and dog yeah. with Joshua? Mm. Well, one big thing that comes to my mind, the forefront of my mind, my, my frontal Lobe. cerebral cortex, whatever. I don't know what it is. Cerebellum. Mm. I don't know if that's right. That's a band. Okay. Um, antebellum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, my daughter is the same age right now that I was when I first started doing dogwood. Nice. How does that fucking make you feel? That's weird. You're old, bro. I've talked about this a couple of times to different people in different contexts because, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of people have kids, obviously some people don't, it's fine, but whatever. But I, my, (laughs) my daughter is going into her senior year of high school and She's just start. She has tickets to go to concerts at Soma. And I'm like, oh, Soma, or like, you know, we I, we came up there and like all this stuff. Like, it's does, so she, does she know? Is she fully aware of of I think how you was, got down in the day? Yeah, most of her most of her uh, clothing or, or her shirts. Or she has a lot of dogwood. She wears a lot of dogwood shirts, and then she tells people they're like, oh, your dad, blah blah. My dad listened to, or my mom loves, you know, blah blah stuff like that. Because yeah, we're at that age where our kids are now. I mean, we're at that age now where we have kids whose parents probably would have gone to shows. contenders, yeah. Yeah, or were in bands and blah, blah. So like some of her friends have parents who are in bands that I played with or opened for or anything like that around. Hell it's yeah, funny, bro. it's funny because this microphone makes me sound really smooth. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was just Caesar's delicious voice. But Brought to you by Grasshopper. Mi- it's the microphone. <laughs> this microphone is delicious. So anyways, yeah, it's funny because she's 17 and then my son- So you were 17 when you were doing fucking doing all the dogwood stuff? Well, no, no, just right starting, just like from the, like not good, not talented, just like doing it. So then, you know, I turned, I graduated when I was 17. So like it, it it happened, you know, quickly after that. Are there any bands that you would go actually to Soma purchase tickets to watch them perform currently? Right now? Currently. Oh yeah. I mean, these days I don't, I don't spend as much on concert tickets, um, but I, I buy like merchandise and stuff like mm. that. Cause during the, you know, when there was no, when there was no concerts for the last, you know, 18 months or whatever, like bands were selling a bunch of cool stuff online, like merch to keep, to stay afloat. Right. So I was just buying vinyls and stuff like that. And now, now it's like, I want to go to a bunch of festivals, but, but also I'm very busy with, with food work because although events got pushed into like, 
we're getting married on a Tuesday. We're going to mm-hmm. get crazy. Like we're going to do three weddings on this week. You know, like it's, it's, it's been a little nuts. So I can't go to as many things as I would like to, but when bands come through and it's say playing at something on a one, one off night during the week, I can go like check it out real quick or late at night. You know, I know there's a show coming up, the bad religion, audio karate. And who else is playing on that one? Uh, bad religion, alkaline trio and war on women. No. Oh, did they change it up? Okay. I mean, um, that's the tour that's happened. That's the tour that's slated to happen. Yeah. That's, I think that, it's happening it sometime in August. It was it really, it was already, it was supposed to happen last month. Okay. And so they pushed it and now they're doing it again. Like I just had the lead singer war on women on my show and she was like, we were, I mean, we were talking about it, but everyone's stoked to be doing shows again. And then my buddy who does festivals, he, he does punk and Drublick fest and like all these other punk in the park kind of things. And, you know, uh, call it what you will, but there's, people are itching to go to shows. People are itching to go to the festivals. And, you know, I know you had Danielle on here and, you know, people are just dying to go to concerts. It's a part of our life. Unfortunately, people are dying because they're still going to You see what happened? See what you did, bro? You see what you did? And my bad, it's not bad religion. Uh, I really want to go watch The Descendants. Oh, yeah. Audio Karate and TSOL. You know, I haven't purchased tickets yet, but I can't. You, you can't get tickets for that. It's, is it over? It's gone. It's, no. As soon as the descendants go on sale, it's like over. You know, you have it's to- lies. It's not so I mean, bad. I'm looking at the, the, the thing right now and it says, come get your tickets. At Soma? Yeah. Okay. August 20th. Like we, went legit- to, we went to try to get tickets like within 10 minutes of the first. Well, unless they redid something. I don't know because it was like tickets are not available. Yeah, I well hope so. I'm down to watch the Descendants. I haven't seen those dudes in forever. It's a fun show. I saw them when they came to Soma last time and people are there with their kids. Yeah. It's like- Descendants are old, so like my kids are still little. They're not about that life yet. I'm sure your oldest would like to go see them. I'm. I don't think he. he, he One of his favorite bands is Strung Out. There you go. Yeah, one of his favorite bands is Strung Out, and the cover they did of uh, No Use for Names. Ah, shit! Now I'm forgetting the name. Soulmate. Soulmate. Thank you. When they covered Soulmate, really loves that song, and I love that song. So I mean, there's you know, music is connecting people. Rip Tony. Yeah. It was just like a couple days ago. His his it was. I think that's why that came up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So those two bands are a big part of our life. Actually, we talked about this, I think, on the, the first time I was on here when it was Dadcore. Go ahead. We are trying to, you and I were trying to do Dadcore. I don't know why we haven't. We kind of did. And then all the guests that I kind of suggested, I, I sent them to, they came on the show, right? Like everybody that we're like, dude, these dads are blah, blah, blah. And um, we're just, we are still, we are Dadcore at home. Boom. You know, we're Dadcore. Uh, this episode is called Dadcore. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by. <laughs> Damn, so what's the next concert you're going to? Going to, going to, let me think. I am hosting a house concert. Oh shit! Um, on September first, um, I'm hosting John Vanderslice. So, what does that mean, hosting? And is it really at your pad? It's at my house. Yeah. What? We are going to do. So, their booking agent reached out and um, said, "Hey, looking for <laughs> looking for hosts." And one of my buddies is on their their booking roster um, that we used to tour with, and now he does you know house shows. And I was talking to Jonah, who I had on the show from far, and he does house shows. I'm like, dude, I want to do like, I want to do three, at least three to four concerts before the end of the year that I am a part of putting on. So like we either at my kitchen or at my house or at somebody's brew or whatever. Um, just because I have now that people are touring again or whatever, um, I want to be a part of that and uh, making that event happen. So I reached out to them and said, I want to host David Zahn, Page of the Lion at my house. I want to host my buddy's concert when he comes through or, um, so- I have a bootleg copy of Pedro the Lion singing Mazzy star. Oh man. Dude. So good. That's a great, that's a great yeah, version of he's it. He's done that one. Jonah has covered that one. Like it's a, and um, uh, I mean, if, if she never does a song, uh, you know, if they never do a song again, Carmen, um, that could be one of the best songs like ever covered. It sounds so cool when people cover that song too. I mean, no one, no one will do it as good as you know she did, but um, yeah, that song is, 
really transcended like generations and stuff like that. Like it's one of those songs that'll still be relevant today. If, if you it watch was videos a- of it, of them in the heyday of that, it's like, wow, that sounds like it could be done by an artist these days. Um, I don't know. It's just, am I getting wistful right now? Is this yeah, sweat? Bro, or you're is this t- I think you're getting all misty eyes, <laughs> bro. Oh, it's emo brown. It's emo brown. There's Go something ahead. in the let room. It, let yeah. it loose, man. Yeah. It's a fucking a spirit is in here, actually. Know, like, like, you're hugging him. This is like good a dude. Disney's, you're good, dude. Disney's yeah, <laughs> uh, thing. Was, yeah, we were talking about a... Um, I heard that episode with Letty. Um, oh, dude, she she looked at me up and down. She'd read me, bro. She's like, bing, bing, bing. And I was like, what, really? And then like some of the things have come to fruition. And then she's like, dude, I got to read you oh, really? again. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, okay. That's good. I mean, that's a gift. You know, it's a gift that that gets gets oft, oft overlooked. But but anyways, as far as the concerts. I'm, dude, we're doing a festival. We're, we're, we're finally jumping back into the festival. With, like the, with Rob, right? Uh, what the? Castellon at- oh no not not that yet we're doing the um what are we doing b-rex mm. b-rex mm. uh the 91x festival shout out daniel shout out daniel and uh, the other dudes and all the other dudes involved um thank you <laughs> for having us um yeah so that's coming up uh august 7th is it birks 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 um i think that's going to be at belmont park yeah and fuck dude honestly i don't know any of the bands i know the name pepper i know the ah, it's like a Kelly reggae roots type sure. of type of show, sure. but yeah, we 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 were invited. We opted to do it, and it's gonna be bananas, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of scary that there's gonna be a lot of people there. Yeah. You know, it's taking it back to a, an, an era where people didn't give a fuck, and I think it's gonna be a bananas show be in be a fun. good way. Like I said, though, people are like people that go to shows now are not looking forward to getting shutting the show down. They're trying to have fun yeah. and you know, go to concerts and like, um, like Lollapalooza is happening now, you know, right did you catch now. any of that or what? I mean, some just for, through, you know, vicariously through people who are there, but what's like, up with your homie Fred Durst, homie looking, looking like a <laughs> professor. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. I mean, I, you, you just want to break stuff. You know? like, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but I bet he's old, you know, like he's, how old is he? He's gotta be in his fifties, right? Am I tripping? He must be, he must be at least, um, I mean, I don't know, almost 50. I don't know. Fucking hey, we're getting old. Bro. Just one of them days. I want to. We were we were fucking around earlier. This Kinda, is not a shout out to Fred Durst, by the way. This why not? not? You don't like Fred Durst? I've never met him. I was just saying. Like, Did you guys ever play together? No, no, no. We the only like I would say that. Genre. He seemed like you do it all for the nookie. The what? The nookie. <laughs> so you can take a cookie. <laughs> I always wanted to kind of like do something with them because I thought that the guitar player looked really cool with his like squirrel contact lens. Mm, mm, yeah. Something like that. Is dude, that the there? drummer was super talented and the Same bass band? player got That's down. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that, the, the, no, they were all like, yeah, it was like, it was a great band. Catchy songs for yeah. sure. Like I was, there's a reason they got, but like, um, we didn't really like do a lot of shows with that genre. Um, besides, you know, Chula Vista's own, POD yeah, and, yeah. um, occasionally bands on tour. But like the, I think the, a lot of those bands got, you know, lumped with each other. Oh, just, Similarly to the early days of punk rock and stuff like that with us, um, you know. I want to start every time I talk to you. And that's why when you came in here, we were messing around playing some fucking songs. Of the cover band we were talking about. Dude. 9099. Dude. I'm telling you, I'm going to start. Paul, are you listening? <laughs> They're coming. Uh, Paul and Las Tortugas are playing here at the brewery. We're, uh, we're, we're quickly approaching our four-year anniversary here at the brewery. And uh, anytime we do that, Sands last year, we, we, we bring in bands. We, we have mm-hmm. collaborate with artists to... Mm-hmm to create like a cool ass merch. And that's all going to be coming back again this year and beer releases with like barrel age versions and stuff. But yeah, I'm a big fan of like the, of the music that we bring in. We've already brought the, the what is it? Still ill cover the, uh, yeah. the cover band for the Smiths, bro. They yeah. fucking, they kill it every time they come in. 
uh, old punkers from Denver, Cabron, they came in, bro. Uh, name is Bob Rob. Bob Rob Medina is from Denver. He ran that whole punk scene from when he was younger, and he came nice. in. He was on the he was on the podcast. Check that episode out if you haven't. I'm pretty sure you guys like uh, in the Venn diagram of the punk world probably overlap a few times with some of the stories sure, he was yeah. telling. He's a little bit, a uh, tiny bit older than myself. Um, but then again, nowadays with the internet and yeah. podcasts and yeah. everything, it's like everybody talks. I scooped his book, read some of the stories. It's like, fuck, dog. I just, I really connected to him because he's a Mexican dude, kind of an outcast living in that world. Yeah. I wasn't really an outcast, but as it relates to music, I was a complete outcast and shit. I was like, oh, cool. So it, it, was, it was fun to actually talk to him, mm-hmm. hang out with him. We're supposed to be going golfing, but you know, people getting sick and shit. And it's just kind of like, hey, let's pause. Time I would like to submit to you that you should reach out or, or maybe we can connect you somehow with, um, actually last time I was sitting in here, I was wearing the band shirt. Crudos. No, oh, los crudos. Mar- yeah. Martin. From yeah. There. Is it, uh, you know, where's he from Chicago, area. Okay. Chicago area. Um, you know, just, I think that you guys would, would have a lot to talk about. Why? I don't know. I mean, you know, um, I like the band. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just curious why you would come to that assumption. Because you just talked about, the, you just talked about, um, you just talked about this, this gentleman from Denver. Bob Robindida. Yes, yes. And now that they have any kind of, you know, it's just another- I just think that era- Latinx, yeah. punk rocker. Latinx. He, happens to, he happens to be, he happens to be um, in the queer community and he's a Chicago punk rock legend. Yeah. And hard, punk, hardcore punk rock. Um, it was hard to probably come out back in the day. That's what I'm saying. Right? So, like, yeah, so limp wrist. Propagandi. Yeah, so like- Unless you le- legitimately listen to his lyrics and you're like, ah, okay. Well, well, also a lot of people, also a lot of people didn't know about them. Um, they were a little too- Propagandi? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so Martin, he's he's an activist. He's a, uh, you know, he's socially aware and he's still he's still around and, and he's relevant and stuff like that. But like, I think he'd be a cool addition to the show based on the theme of Emo Brown as a, as a name. Yeah. Emo, em, you know, Emo Brown- um, all jokes aside, but like he's, you know, he kind of encompasses that in a sense, not necessarily the saddest Mexican, but like the Mexican with a lot to say to teach people about social awareness. And I think we've, we've, we've established that. that, Yeah. That emo Brown is a podcast. doesn't necessarily, we don't dwell on the sadness. It's just more like emotion based shit. You know, like, like I like talking to people like you who come from a past that is like eccentric. It's, it's not of the norm, you know, it's, often the road less traveled because mm-hmm. you had to grind and work hard to get to where you were, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, if you can set that up, that would be fucking phenomenal. I don't I mean, I don't know him. Well, you're going to make I'm it a, happen. I'm I know a, you're going to make it fan. happen. And I'm a fan of people like him, I guess like that. Hello. <laughs> I'm a fan of people like Martin that um, probably had to endure a lot of shit really. Oh, no doubt. Being, oh, no doubt. Being, being, you know, of Mexican heritage, in Strike Chicago one. area. Strike two. I don't know. I don't mean there is, there is a Mexican community there. Oh no, bro. There, there's a huge Mexican sure. conti- no, some, contingent. Some of the best, you know, not the best, I wouldn't say the best, but like some really good Mexican food out there. And some of the people that I met that make good Mexican food out there are from, they're from San Diego. Dude, there was some, <laughs> some banda songs that came out uh, depicting <laughs> La Noche Que Chicago Se Murió. I'm telling you, I'm, my worlds will collide. Let's go. My my worlds will collide where I'm going to eventually just meld like cumbia and, and, and old school Norteño songs with my love affair with the accordion and punk rock music. I was just going to say, can I blow your mind for a minute? Because right. you, have a, you have an accordion sitting right there that's, mm-hmm. that's the same finish as a bowling ball. Oh, right? shit. Look. Look at it. Look at it closely. <laughs> Look at it closely. <laughs> Look at it closely, dog. Um, I don't live to live. <laughs> <laughs> but Chicago- Famous, I mean, 
let's, I'm not talking racially here, but like big Polish community. Okay. Big Mexican community. Oh, right. Go ahead. Latinx. What do you, what do you really want to say? Whatever makes you feel comfortable. Mexican. They both are in, big into the accordion. Mm. Okay. Polka. Do, could we say that perhaps the Polish community was influenced either down from Mexican music culture mm-hmm. or the accordion in Mexican music culture? What has gone, you know, ha, is there a Chicago connection to all the bands? That, as his life, let's, as his oh, music, you know, like, I feel it all dance. Yeah. They all do the dance. Sure. sure. You know, everybody well, just, is influenced of everybody. I know, about, I know a lot about the world cuisine mm-hmm. in Mexico that's influenced by all around the world. It's no surprise that Arabs, there was a large contingent Chinese, of German descent in, in Mexico. 100%. You know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, when people talk about Mexican loggers, uh oh, warning, beer talk coming soon. So, the, in Mexico, you know, we're famous for Super our loggers. Yeah. Like, fill my glass. <laughs> fill my glass. <laughs> we have, you know, Mexican loggers that are world renowned. People 100%. love them. Corona, Tecate, Pacifico, uh, you know, all, all the, the things. Diego ones you know, too. what they don't know is the yeast strain used in some of these Mexican loggers is referred to as a Vienna lager re- yeast strain. Boom. Boom. So, I mean, that already there is a huge influence on how Mexico does it, how Germany does it. So, do, am I surprised or Vienna would I be surprised? If there's some sort of like Lederhosen, uh, mariachi suit, Venn diagram of, of, of transition. No, bro. I feel like, you know, all cultures are influenced Beer by each other. band with accordion, mm. Lederhosen. Oh, Lederhosen. Damn, dog, you're Can not down. Do no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, we were going over like, I want to copy a Miyakesita and I want to do, uh, what is it? Cumbia del Rio. You're going to help me. You're going to help go. me. I already have the, the format on how I want it. I want you to jump on and sing some of that shit with me. You. You're gonna have to speak in Spanish though. Okay. You you down? Yes. Say, Yo tengo una yaquecita. Yo tengo una yaquecita. All right, close enough. We'll make okay, it work, dog. Auto tune. We'll make it work. <laughs> Screw this word. What was no, the first just, song you wrote? I just was almost. I will answer that. But I was just. We just did a. Um, not we. My. I was just on a compilation, singing on somebody else's song. It's crazy. This compilation. It's a tribute to. Um, this band called Craig's brother. Ooh, and shout out to Craig's brothers, slip shoes, Craig's brother, all those bands. <laughs> but they have a song called my Annie that, that, uh, Adam had wrote for his wife. Anyways, too bad. Eugene is, a, is a breakoff band from them and they're going to do some songs. So they did this like kickstarter thing. I don't know how it all happened, but they did this whole compilation of the whole album is just covers of my Annie. Those one song. Oh shit. <laughs> so, so I sang on one of them it's, and it's kind of the straightforward punk cover with some changes but um, I also got asked to sing on a couple other ones, this band from Chile and this band from Mexico. So the, the song was, they called it Mi Amada and it was in Spanish. So I had to learn all the verses in Spanish. MC, kick it. some shit, bro. <laughs> let me hear it. Um, I don't remember now. Oh, all of a sudden. No, let me no, hear no. that. Come on, guy. No, I didn't know it. I had to learn it. I had to learn it because they changed the lyrics to fit, you know, because it doesn't, it wasn't a direct translation. It was like, you know. I'll, I'll find it for you. <laughs> you weenie. No, because it was totally <laughs> I am a weenie. I, did, I didn't learn it. I just sang it kind of I verbatim from the, yeah, from like I'm a list. Like, here's his. And I'm going to do this because, because I didn't have time because it was, and I, in fact, I didn't finish it in time. Are you doing a lot of those projects right now where people just kind of yeah. have you jump in the studio and say, Hey man, here's a track. Uh, can you sing over it? Yes. So I'm on this program called featured X and it's basically like a, it's basically like a booking agency online. Like they can, people can hire me personally. Are you doing cameo? It's kind of like cameo, <laughs> it's kind of like cameo, but I'm singing. So nice. people can hire me to be on their be either write with them or be on just sing whatever lyrics they have for me. So I can be on 
uh, whatever songs. Dude. But if it's in Spanish, it takes me a little bit longer. Du Mentirosa by Melo Menes. <laughs> I'll give you the, the blank track of that he song. Said you were a liar. Straight Mentirosa. You oh, wow, that R will handle. Yeah. <laughs> Melo Menes was the jam. Still is. Um, yeah, totally. Let's get him. Let's get him here um, on accordion. On accordion. So, so yeah. So, anyways, what we were saying was I did that. I had to learn all these Spanish and the band from Chile, they did it in Spanish, but they did the original punk version and I could not keep up with that. That was too fast, too, too, a little bit too fast, a little bit too slang, slangy. Um, I guess I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen in time because I wanted, I had, I was already working on this other one first that I committed to. And I said, sure, I'll try those other ones, but it just didn't work out in time, but maybe I still will because the song was really cool. It was a piano cover and it was like, it was, um, Bellissimo. Still will. That still should be will. named. Ill, the name still, of, still ill. Still will. Still will still should be kill. the name of the next of the yeah. EP. And like I, I'm going to get around to it. I we're still gonna get back to will. this because I have a question about that. But and then the the first song that I had written is on. It's on cassette. It's not. Ooh. It's not out. Okay. It's, it's a. It's a. We did a. Well, written that got to record was. It's on a cassette tape um, that I have at my house, and it has a song on it called my Mustang, my Mustang about my orange Mustang. And it was the, it was those years when Mustangs weren't cool looking. It was like a 1981. Those are the weird ones. Orange oh, hatchback Mustang, nasty. like nasty looking. Nasty. So I covered the whole back window with stickers and it, it was really cool. Cause I had all the, this is uh, all the San Diego bands, that, all the punk bands that were playing blink did not have a 182 on their name. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, I, all these stickers on my, I was like, this is an ugly car. My grandma gave it to me. So that's really cool. Um, I had leopard skin seat covers, um, had a cassette deck. All, my whole stereo system was um, just bar, a bunch of different um, tweeters that I got from other people's cars. Tweeters. tweeters yeah. So I mean, it, it, my buddy installed a bunch of tweeters for me. He worked at Circuit City. Ooh, for once upon a time. Is that, is that still a thing? I don't think it's around. Anymore. Right? Everything's dead, bro. Well, that, yeah, I don't know when. The, the warehouse, Sam Goodies, Tower yeah. Records. But he would install, he would, when people upgraded their stereos, he would, t- you know, get, get their speakers that they didn't want or whatever. So I got all these tweeters in my car. So it sounded better than tweakers. It sounded really bad. Yeah. I'd rather have tweeters in my car than tweakers. In my car. <laughs> um, it sounded really bad, but it was really loud. So very pitchy. I was, I was thundering down the 15, like playing, you know, playing songs on the way to Soma, just like playing Montley crew. All high end. Take me to the top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but no, you wouldn't even hear that. You wouldn't even hear the kick drum. <laughs> I wouldn't hear the kick drum because there was no woofers. 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 There was no subs. Or, so anyways, just like cassette. Yeah. Anyways, the song was my Mustang and it was a Beastie Boys style rap song. Like, Damn, you used to rap fool? No, I didn't. No, I didn't rap. That was the thing. We, I did it like the, in the Beastie Boys style. Did you influence some 41? Is that what you're telling me? Totally. Fuck. Totally. It answers so many questions. Just give me something to break. 1996, Good Old Days came out. That's my first experience with oh, Dogwood. Okay. Yeah, that's, with me. So that, and actually that was, that record label is right down the street. You told me it's on H Street or something, H, right? Palomar and H, I believe. Mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. area. That, that works. Know, that, no, that doesn't that, work. Well, those are the exits. Okay. Yeah. Um, Favorite song from that fucking album, though. From that album? Yeah. Ooh, I like, I like, I like As the World Burns. As the World Burns. I like Keep in Touch. No, no I said for one. What one oh. song would you recommend somebody, somebody right now who's never heard <sighs> of Dogwood and you're like, hey, in 1996, it's not a direct <laughs> representation of what Dogwood is and what it would ultimately become. Sure, sure. But if you're listening to Good Old Days, this is a song I want you to listen to. Oh, geez. Uh, um, I mean, let me think. There's like 50 songs on that record. Yeah, there's a lot of songs. So I think that, I think I would say, oh, what's the name? It's like an acronym. Um, 
I forget the Agnum. Anyways. It, Tiramisu? No, I mean, that one's a banger. I, like, that one's I do a like that one. That one's fun. That was our tribute to like surf videos and Pennywise and stuff like that. But, um, I, but I think that off that record, I would particularly choose... I like Keep In Touch. Let's go get Keep In Touch. Keep In Touch. So this is the song that you would recommend people. This takes me to Side Stage Soma, bro. Side Stage Soma. Yeah. Shout out Viking Mike and uh, Len. And Len and Jeremy. Jeremy. El Jeremy. I remember you playing this song in that 896, 97, because I was still in high school. With uh, Bouncing Souls and MXPX, bro. Yeah, I try, dude. Such good shows that we had there. Damn. So I was. You spend your incomes on possessions you don't need. <laughs> well, I was trying to spread a message in each song, bro, and I had I had so much vocabulary. Keep in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Last can time we, you heard. When's the last time you heard this? this? My, I was so young. I was so young. Um, if my math serves correctly, in 1996, you were probably 37. <laughs> I was 50. Let's see. Yeah, so we were just trying to fit in. I mean, I literally, I just used the word sanctimony and lethargy and like all these words that... Wow, and I could fit so many words into each sentence, you know? Like... And we played in drop D. Yes, so, you did. So we tuned the top string on a guitar lower than E. So if people couldn't figure out our song. Yeah, that's me. Go ahead. Yeah. It's because we were not in standard tune. Like, I can't fucking play this song. So to those of you out there who are into music, we tuned our guitars into a drop D tuning. Like, because we were influenced by Helmet. Mm. And they played all their songs were in drop D. I'm pretty sure all of their songs were in drop D. And they could, so you could play power chords with just one finger. Side story, I would drive, when we would drive up to Vegas, for whatever reason, mm, we're driving up delicious. to Vegas, we'd pass by a place called Hemet. Yeah. And I would always yeah. play a CD that I had in my little, because back then, kids, let me tell you, we would travel with a big bag of CDs, a big mm-hmm. case logic mm-hmm. of CDs, mm-hmm. and I would thumb through it. There it is. Helmet. Anytime we pass through Helmet, I would always play Helmet. You have to. I don't know why. You have to. I don't know why. Your resolution. Yeah. There it is. Um, are, you, are you alphabetical order type of guy? Ah, uh, no, never. Just wherever, it was just whatever. Wherever. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I'd like to open it and be like, this is what we're doing. And I come from an era of 10 CD disc changers located in the trunk Where of you your pull car. Out the box. You pull out you the box, out the- you load it, and they just, boom, put it in there. Okay. And we would play a game. We would play a game, we would put random. And, you know, after every song, it's like, what's coming up next? Boom, boom, boom. I don't know. Who knows? So, yeah, <laughs> I won it one time, and it was with MXPX, Do Your Feet Hurt. And I would just, oh, yeah. yeah, and I would always say MXPX, do your feeder. Boom, MXPX, do your feeder. And one time- Oh, you I kept it. picking it. Yeah, well, not always, but like, you know, I'd have that feeling, it's dog. I'd have that it's feeling. And I run a 20 pack of Budweiser. Wow. Uh, back when they sold it in those cases of you uh, know, cardboard, like- Budweiser? Go ahead. That's the king of all beers, bro. Allegedly. So just, you know, bow down. We went to the top bow with down. that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had music talk, we've had beer talk. Um, oh, we're not a, done with fucking music talk, is there bro. A way to, is there a way to like ring a bell to get like Edmund to like make this magic again? This is, this is in 1997. Oh, you wrote an oh album called oh. Thick or Thin. On this album, I was a big fan of this song. Go ahead. <laughs> Could it be Vanny? You remember this song? Yeah, I got, All right, cool. I, got so much, I got so many stories and explanations for this. All right. Growing up in a 
want to talk over this? I like this part. Aha, aha. So this song, bro. Okay. This song is awesome. I really like this song. For me, it, it showed the transition of specifically the drummer, Russell. Russ. Yeah. I, I When I heard the good old days, I was like, oh, cool. All right. Everything kind of is like, for everyone, is it, I see what like they could become. And uh-huh. that's, that's just me, yeah. dumbass 16-year-old listening to music. <laughs> but then I heard this. I was like, oh, shit. They took it up. Like, everybody took it up. Your bass player, I don't remember his name, and the drummer, Russell. Those are the two prominent pieces, aside from your voice. Because your voice, like, it... it I knew what you wanted to do on Good Old Days, but I feel like you pulled it off on this one mm. and your release after this more than Conquers. Mm. Like, I feel like those two, you and Russell, take it to the next level. Okay. Yeah, so thank you. And this song, Preschool Days, Russell wrote this song. Oof, no wonder I loved it so much. Yeah, so he wrote this song My about My favorite fireman. <laughs> San Diego Fire, shout out. So Russell wrote this song about his family. Preschool Days, because that's around the time when you know, not to speak too much into his life, but mm. that's the time about the time when his father had, you know, not been not been a part of his family anymore, right? As far as being in the house. So uh, he and then Russell, Russell was not the first drummer in Dogwood. So we, you know, he, and he's my cousin. So Russell's your cousin. Russell's my cousin. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So, so how is he so much cooler than you? I don't know. Next question. <laughs> Can I gotta go? I gotta, I gotta go. Me tengo que ir, Mente rosa. So, so um, our, our our original drummer wanted to pursue professional surfing. Okay. So he, how'd that go for him? I mean, he started. He's tried to do it, and like, but we didn't talk much after that because he was started traveling, you know, world tours and stuff like that with That's surfing. Awesome. So cool. Good for you. Like. We don't have a drummer now. So Russell was drumming. He was in a band. He was in, he was actually in, I don't know how many bands before Dogwood, but he was, he was a, I was like, you drum? You're good at drumming? Like, how are you so good at drumming? Without, he doesn't know, there's no drum kit in the house. Like I knew the family, like there's no, there's no music in the house besides maybe an acoustic guitar. He's an amazing drummer. Oh, Russell gets down. He's an influence to myself <laughs> for sure. And then uh, a couple of other drummers that I grew up like kind totally. of playing with. No, he's just like, the way he played. I was like, whoa, you can do that with fucking drums. He's literally the best. Um, he could play anything, but I didn't, I didn't know that at the time when I was, uh, when we first started. So anyways, I said, Hey, do you want to play in the band? He's like, uh, sure. <laughs> so he stopped playing in his bands and then he had this song already written for his other band. I was like, Actually, a couple of a couple of the songs we, that we've used in Dogwood are songs that he has had in other bands, and he he grew up, you know, skating around with every like you know gangs and skinhead, all these people that all these people that would get along at Soma and maybe cause ruckus at Soma, but like everyone's kind of friends at the same time around town. So that was a weird dynamic, yeah, because you were you were almost gonna say skinheads, no, he, and and I think I did. Did I? You're like skinhead. You went skinhead. Didn't I say that? There's there's. Racism? Diego skin. Here's the sure. thing now. I'll if, say if, it. Okay. If, if I if I viewed life through 42 year old eyes in 1996 and 1997, I don't think I'd be going to Soma a lot. <laughs> you know, like. Well, this was the early Soma too. Like the yeah. previous, the, the first of three. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you were talking about the dungeon going downstairs and everything. We. we. Okay. Nah. So, fuck. I went to there once, and my 16 year old eyes were like, Nah, I ain't coming back here. So he decided that he's like, I could have gone either way, and he stayed, and then he became, you know. So anyways, he did all these bands and played with everybody and ended up playing with us. Mm. And he had this song and I was like, dude, that's a really powerful song. Let's revamp it for our style. Cause it was a little bit different in his other band. They weren't quite the same punk sound as we were. And then our guitar player, Jace, um, rewrote it with all the octave slides mm. and like, you know, and then I wrote like the bridge part, the, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, which sounds eerily similar to a, a, another famous San Diego punk band 
hit song, you know. Um, <laughs> Damn were, it by Blink-182. How'd you know? You just heard that with your musician ears? I just so, heard you go. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, anyways. Are you saying uh, they ripped you off? <laughs> uh, inspiration. We'll say inspiration. You- you inspired, damn it, Blink 182s. I don't know. Hit I don't version. know if we did. Like we were you guys friendly? We I don't know if we ever played with them actually. But but, but they're. I'm gonna ask it again, Josh. Tom's sister. Okay, I'm gonna ask it again. What were you guys friendly? Sure. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. But I don't think we ever saw each other mm-hmm. in person or anything like that. We just knew inner circles. You know, we played with UL a lot and Red Lion Pivot a lot. The homies. You know, um, my favorite band. We Pivot. Yeah, they're super cool. Um, but um. So anyways, this song, yeah, that, that he wrote that we, we all added to it. And then, yeah, this became, we recorded a video for it at the, the boomers that down here in Chula Vista, like wherever that is or was now. No, fun for all. Fun for all. Yeah. We, we don't have a boomers wrong with you, boy. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It was like right there off, off of the five Boom. big sign that said fun for all. Okay. Sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, I don't even know if it was called that back then, but um, we, we did a video there and this be, kind of became our single if you will because um and then we re-recorded it for another album that was supposed to go to majors and then um that all kind of so this song that i really liked it 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 was a powerful song i mean yeah we played it on a like reunion show and then um it's a it's kind of like our our calling card yeah i saw you there i saw you there that's a good time watching you in real life now you know it's like you are a man possessed (laughs) when you're on stage dude i am like i feel like you lose all inhibition you're jumping around you're singing you're screaming you're getting everybody involved you're like a, a you, I lose in it. my eyes, you it. are the epitome of a lead singer. You're everything a lead singer is. Thank you. You I, know, it's like, you're out there like, ah. I'm, I'm emo Brown up there. I'm like, Ooh. no, you're the antithesis of emo Brown up there, bro. Well, emo like, Brown, we're very subdued. We're very laid back. <laughs> we work behind the scenes a lot, you know? Yeah. You, my friend, when you're on there, I was like, whoa, shit. And wifey, which is like, oh my God, look at you, such a fanboy. It's like, I know him now though. It's cool. <laughs> well, it was, that was, that in particular was, that in particular was um, an interesting evening because we had all of the, you know, family on stage, like all the kids and nephews and nieces and everything was on, everybody was on stage. I mean, you know, my nephews were young at the time that uncle Josh, you're so crazy. You know, like doing, you know, cause I was like flipping and like threw my wallet and you know, like all this kind of weird, I was about to flip into the crowd, but you know, like, but I was like, ah, but I won't be able to get back up there. We don't have much time. Cause we're not the headliner. Like I didn't, what was the headliner that night? MXPX. That was the MXPX. Yeah. How about this? I left before MXPX played. Boom. I was there just to watch Dogwood. Yeah, I was there. I, would, I was. I got there. I was like, I'm just going to watch Dogwood. And then I'm out, dude. There's only so much chick magnet I can fucking take. Oh my I'm out of here. Punk rock show. I guess I won't send him this episode. Send him my way, dude. I used to lie and say he was my cousin. Mike Herrera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all those Mexicans who played yeah, in punk bands, we all look the same. I mean, we're, we're super tight, like, but I, but I, um, he, he called me. Big said, fan, big fan. Said, no, he said, hey, we're playing in San Diego and Ventura. Do you want to do it with us? I was like, oh. I mean, I guess, oh yeah, like I'll call everybody and see if we can. So it worked out because it was over like kind of Christmas break, I think, or something like that. Um, you got Russell to play too. Yeah. So that was he, awesome. he was around, so he was available. So it was like, it worked out kind of swimmingly and um, and we did it and it was fun. And I I, I think I still, my hamstring is still pulled from that show. <laughs> you were going crazy. I was going crazy and it, it was really cool because I love the observatory North Park. Shout out to you um, if you ever do Radco concerts again. And it was just a lot of fun. And then- um, it, it just kept me um, in the mood to write more music. So 1999, oh, more than conquerors came out. Today? Probably my favorite album of really? all time. Yeah. Okay. Of all the six that I, or five that I really paid attention to. 
this one was the one, you know, good old days opened my eyes to you. Um, the last one was like, okay, cool. They're doing some shit now. <laughs> More than Conquerors for me is where you guys like brought it all together and turned into the band that I, that I thought or that you guys wanted to become, bigger you know? Budget. Bigger budget. It, it was a bigger budget. <laughs> yeah. And of that fucking uh, album, the song that, oh, there's a few actually that stand out to me in this one, but this one, dog. What happened? What's happening? Is it this one? <laughs> Tech that Wizard. Is- oh yeah. Beast. Everybody came together on this fucking album, bro. The talent level was, everybody met the new bar and exceeded it. Guitarist, bass yeah. player, your lyrics, you had harmonies, bro. You had double tracks on most of these fucking harmonies. We did? Dude. <laughs> this was like, this was your probably, when you guys were produced to the level of which is like, oh wow, this is a fucking band of right. mass we proportions. Had, yeah, we had, this was. is all you need. You're good, bro, you're good. Uh, you should fill in for me. I think my faith in you will never die. Yeah, I, we wanted to write a song. We wanted to write a song that was like very friendly to the surf videos, like the, the, that Taylor Steele was putting out. Breakdown. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. It's fun. It's fun. It brings about. It's it's fun to hear it too because I don't. You know, I don't put on my rec. I don't look. I don't always put on my records. Oh, you're not like me. I fucking listen to them like three or four times a day. No, no, I. I do listen. It comes on playlists, or it comes on, um, you know, if if my kids put on a CD or whatever. I don't always go and listen, pick a CD unless I'm doing like a podcast or something where they want to break down the songs. Like, like you surprised me. I didn't know we were gonna do a Dogwood song breakdown today. Like, whatever, it's fine. It's fucking time. It's dog. fine. It was time. It's to do. San Diego music history. Hold on, hold on. Harmonies. That's some harmonies right there. That was some harmonies. That was like at least fun fact. Here it is. Fun. This, this is why I'm doing this. Go ahead. Give Here's it to some me. Fun facts about this song. Fun facts machine. Um, we recorded the demos for this in Chula Vista. Ooh, where? It's called. It was called 82A Studio. Okay. Off Telegraph. Nice. Telegraph. Doesn't exist anymore, probably. It was. Well, it was out. It was actually a, a house studio. Somebody had a really legit studio. They wanted to become a bigger studio. And it was, we, I remember we went, we went to Lolitas before the studio and we're talking, you know, I think, uh, we're, it was, it was, we wrote the song as a demo for the major. Dramatic breakdown. So dramatic. So dramatic. This is so 90s. Forever. Emo. It's emo. It gives you a chance to breathe. Before the circle pit comes back. Let's, let's go. So you like the hits. You like the hits. But, okay, if you live fast, you're going to die slow. Well, that, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's, that's kind of a calling card. That's kind of a, that's kind of a dogwood calling card line. Like, the fast dice. I mean, has a lot of meanings for me because I like to live fast. I always have always liked to live fast, you know? Um, you said I like the hits. I don't know. How do you well, categorize you, well, I mean, a band like, like well, yours and say, well, you only like the hits? No. I don't know. I like what I like, you know? <laughs> well, that's why they're hits. Mm. Preschool Days and Never Die. And, you know, there's, there's a few others that come to mind of uh, basically our top most listened to or most requested. You'll have your opportunity to tell me which ones are your best oppor- or best songs. Well, yeah. I mean, that, I, I kind of just did that on this one podcast today because I was I picked the ones that are like a little more obscure or like the ones that have different meanings. But this song... We, so yeah, the demo in Chula Vista, we were doing a demo specifically for, to send to major labels because 
preschool days and this one. And I think one new one that we hadn't done yet was on this cassette demo. Marcos Curiel from POD was producing it. This one, More Than Conquerors? Uh, not More Than Conquerors, but the demo of this song. Oh, cool. To send to Warner Brothers. And um, we um, were doing it. And Joe, who, Joe was the engineer. He was he ended up drumming on our independent record between the two, which was going to be kind of our, we had this weird like major label stint of, you know, should we, shouldn't we, blah, blah, blah. It was a weird time. And um, ultimately what pushed you away from that? Me. Yeah. Like, being like super independent DIY punk rock chef, kind of like, they want to write songs for me and like have me do covers of bands that they shelved and like, you know, like the nineties, it was the nineties was a weird scene because there were so many bands getting signed to major labels. Right. And there was all this rigmarole kind of like how the brewery scene had a heyday of like so many parallels, by the way, buying, Mm -hmm. buying into a major or vice versa. I mean, I'm sorry, major buying them, you know, independent stuff like that. That sounds cool. Yeah, there's a whole lot of kit cleaning going on. Is that today. what that is? Yeah. Okay, I was Clean like, ketchup. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a kitchen when we're like grinding, grinding oats or something. Um, a rice, whatever. Um, there was a lot of kick, not kickback, pushback of an independent artist going to a major. Sellouts. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Henry Rollins said it best. Like you bought, you, you're mad that a Buzzcocks song is on a car commercial, but you bought a Buzzcocks record in whatever, whatever year you bought it in for less than $10. And you've gotten thousands of hours of enjoyment from that song. And now you're mad that they're making money from off that song. What should they do? Should they just take your $10 and live and live forever? Stretch it out, bro. Yeah. $10. Okay, cool. We can retire. That's where the punk rock ethos mentality lost me. Yeah. You know, for me, that's when I was like, nah, man, if these motherfuckers are in a position to make money, get money. A lot of people fucking turn their back on Green Day. A lot of people turn their back on Blink-182. A lot of people turn their back on some of these bands that I initially liked. I turned my back on some of those bands because I thought they ultimately ended up sucking, you know? (laughs) Well, that's one reason. You know, it's like, oh man, what are you guys thinking about now? It's like, you're not not the same anymore. So, uh. but yeah, it's like, I never saw that. I never felt that way, you know? But you yourself looking through post 40 year old eyes, looking back at those 90 days. I can't see anymore. In the year 2000. Sorry. Would you do things differently? Um, well, yes and no, because like I said, the bands, the, the reason I think they had an idea for us, they had an, they had an agenda for us. They had a a place for us to do because there was other bands. I mean, just, this is totally analogy and we're not, I'm not comparing myself to either band, but like green day got did dookie and that blew up 20 million records, whatever. Then, then, um, then, ooh, cool, who, who else can be signed to sound like this? Let's get Jawbreaker. And Jawbreaker went from independent to Dear You, and then they they had they got the same producer as Dookie to, you know, and if you listen to Dear You by Jawbreaker, you can hear some of the similarities between the way Dookie sounds of as far as songwriting. That's not necessarily, you know, not double-time punk rock, for example, but it's like you can hear the production. And this is music nerd talk, but like- Into rock. the weeds with <laughs> Josh yeah, yeah. Campbell. Yeah, so, so I was like, I was afraid- because literally after the jawbreaker got signed and did that record, bands were literally, they were going to shows and turning their backs to the band sitting cross-armed. I'm like, what a bunch of weenies. You know, like how, what? You would pay a ticket to go protest at the concert. Yeah, yay. fuck you, pay me. Good job. Um, yeah. I know. The band's like, oh, yay. So, so in my mind, I'm thinking you, this label has all these songs for me. I mean, we're not even talking like, I, I wasn't even thinking about dollar signs or money at this point. This is more like, what are they doing to the band? So, you know, hey, here's a song for you. Play this, write this, sing like this. 
And I was like, where'd you get this song? Oh, it's a band that we, we signed, but then we shelved their record. We, you know, we didn't, we ended up not liking the production. So we just, you know, got rid of it. So was that scary for you as would, a, as a possibility that could happen to dogs? Totally. I, and I was like, and I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I wasn't a realist. I was, I'm still young, single, you know, at this time. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Like I'll explore it, whatever, but it's gotta be on my terms. I'm not, I wasn't really like so invested in major labels that I wanted to just do whatever. I wanted to just be the same as we were. And it's almost like you can't have it both ways. I wanted to be the same thing that we were and just get bigger, but you have to, you have to change. A piece of you is going to have have to be. to break off a piece of yourself to to do that. You have to open up the circle to let that major funnel in. It's crazy, man. Same with the brewery industry. Same with the brewery industry. All music was that. I was, we were in, we were in that little tail end of it where our little like claim to fame was like, you know, jumping on drive through records and just having them ask us for some weird shit. And we're like, really? Is this what we want to do? Well, because they, like, uh, they have a vision for your band. Yeah, and that vision ultimately didn't mesh well with us. Because they're, they're a business. And yeah, yeah, they were business, and and I and to this day, I'm like, whatever. I still wouldn't have done what they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool because when when in our little era, we went up there wherever they were in L.A. and we we did a a performance for them in their studio. So what what is that called? A showcase. We did a showcase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They 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 wrote to us and like, hey, we want you to come up and do these five songs. You know, and, and we're like, cool. We went up, we killed it. And, Your songs? Yeah, our songs, yeah. our songs. And, um, but they had, they had footnotes that like, do this kind of intro. Mm. And we're like, okay, do that kind of breakdown. Do harmonies here. Mm. So we worked on it and we ultimately, we went up and we did it. And um, when we did it, I was like, oh, it just doesn't sound like us, man. <laughs> you know, and it was just a matter of adding like a, doom, doom, like a, in the middle of a breakdown or something, but it took away from it for me. I cannot imagine like you at your level being asked to do things that you didn't want to do. Like for us, it was so minuscule, you know, it was like we went from not being on a label to being offered to be on one of the cooler labels at the time, like drive through records. And, mm-hmm. and that's when that fucking band, what's the name of that band, bro? That was on drive through. Have I waited too long? Oh. Have I um, found that uh, someone? Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. Thank okay. you. So that's when like, they had just been discovered and they were hand plucked out of Florida. And the, the, the two, it was a brother and sister that operated that label. And they were going over like, what they were doing. This was like right before that band, like put out that single and exploded. Mm-hmm. And we kind of met them in passing and I was like, Oh, cool for them. But they all had like a look. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's not a us, bro. Sure. And I talked to the guys. I was like, that's, that's not what I'm about. I'm not. And ultimately we said, you know, we put something out on a compilation from then. I was like, nah, it ain't for me. I, I kind of regret it now. You know, I would, one of the guys, he's like, Hey, let me give you a massage. And I told him, oh, fuck it, just, you just let this guy give you a massage. If that means we're getting on the label, you're getting a fucking massage. You know, like maybe now looking back in my 40 plus year old eyes, I'd be like, all right, wait, fuck it. But back then I was like, nah, not for me, not something else. Yeah. And that's at the lower tier of being in the band, bro. Like you're talking about like at a major label, like Warner Brothers, they're trying to do things for you. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Sure. I wouldn't be able to handle I mean, that. And it could have, you know, we could have, I could have just, I could have just, you know, gone along with it and see what happens let's just do it and see what happens. You know, that kind of attitude, but I guess that's not really my attitude. I'm not, maybe now I'm a little bit like that. Let's just, let's try it out, whatever. Yeah. But, but at the same time, um, I know I mean, now as a, as a chef and, and you know, boss, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can roll with it. But you were like, way more punk. But as far though. as, well, also I was creating all this stuff and like, um, the fear, I think the fear of stepping into that next big level and also the fear of them being like, meh, we're over it. We're moving into Screamo now. And then you're on the shelf. Yeah. And all of a sudden we don't have anything. Which was another pitfall in these. I know so many yeah. musicians and bands that are shelved that are on, that got to kind of, you know, majors or um, subsidiaries or anything like that, that are never have put out any 
musics that they recorded for majors because the major labels just, we don't like it done. Somebody else isn't working for it's it. It's not hot right now. That too. Yeah. Like the new, the new thing is this kind of music or the new thing is that kind of music. And you know, we, I don't know. It's, it's a whole, that's a whole, it's like almost like a memoir, a book of all the stuff. That, is that what you're going to do? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Is that a goal for you? No. I mean, maybe with a, maybe with a ghostwriter or something. Yeah. Like do an no, audio book. No. I'd buy it. <laughs> Audiobooks. Dude, I love audiobooks. E- Emo brand publishing. Down. <laughs> How much does it cost to get that shit yeah. done? I don't know. You can, you can do anything on the internet. Fuck. So, so anyways, yeah. So, you know, plus I'm, I don't always like to live in the, what if this, what if I feel you, this. it's, I just had that conversation with my wife, not even a heated conversation, but, but you it's might not like have met the, her or like, I might not have met my Yeah, 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 yeah. for like sure, that. man. What ifs are, what ifs are, are bad. It you, kind know, of is you, bad. you can, you can totally get, get, it, it can cause depression. It really could. Um, uh, you are spot on on what I'm talking about. I, it, I don't really want to get into like, we just had like a occurrence going with a family friend and you can get lost in the what ifs and it could lead into some spiraling depression and I could have done more. I could, right. you know, so it's, it's almost like just leave that shit where it is. You know, like we did what we could. You did what you could at that time. You are where you are. I might not have met my wife. You might not have met your no, wife. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean or it, it, Do you really want to open that box? You know, guilt and regret is a hell of a drug. The year 2000 brought forward to us my favorite song oh my by <laughs> the illustrious band Dogwood, Building a Better Me. Building a Better Me was that That's album. Your favorite song? Uh, no, this is the name of the album. Oh yeah. Can I finish? Can I finish? Whose <laughs> <laughs> podcast is this? Uh, 2000, Building a Better Me. And yes, that was my favorite song and ah. still is my favorite song. Oh, yeah? Bro. yeah. Probably your most well-received song on a national scale, recognizable. It could be because it had, this one had a video on MTV and stuff like that. Um, it was awesome, bro. I, you, that, that, that shot from your feet up you made you look tall. Whoa. You guys were like dancing and jumping in puddles. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, this was a fun time. Um, we got to go to the studio in Fort Collins blasting room with the descendants of our producers. Ooh, look at that. Actually, the music the music was recorded in San Diego. That golden track. Golden track? Ryan Green or who? The music, no. The music was here um, where on El Cajon Boulevard where Duet Coffee is now. And it was, it was Golden Track Studio. Just the music. And then we went to Fort Collins to record the vocals. Damn, you're lost right now. Look at you. I I'm see like, it in your eyes. Like, oh, I'm God. trying to remember all this stuff. This is a long time ago. In the year 2000. Great song, dude. Still listen to it when I feel motivated. I need motivation. <laughs> you know, I'm like, fuck it. Listen to those octave slides. This is where he, all he got down. He got down on the octaves. Of. Sean, yeah, genius. Do I mean, everybody. What you want to be. You will recover. This one. <laughs> oh, we got a ring going on here. Oh. Everybody, this this song, it means a lot because- Tell me. Well, I mean, Building a Better Me is very, I'm very into like mental health and mental issue, mental health awareness and everything like that. And and then we got all these movie quotes from like three movies. This is Independence Day, right? That's Independence Day. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And then Army of Darkness. Never watched it. Bruce Campbell. Oh, no. You're missing out. Yeah? I would recommend that movie, yeah. It's, I think you'd love it. Why? Um, did you ever see Evil Dead? No. Oh. Did you ever see the original Spider-Man movies? I don't know. Maybe. I'm lame, bro, when it comes to movies. Okay. So, well, just... 
Oh man, great song. Thank you. Thank Th- you. No, no, thank you. Thank you. This is a fucking rad song. Sh- uh, shout out to. I mean, I I was lucky and blessed enough to be in a band with uh, amazing musicians. I didn't I didn't do much. I just I, I mean I sang and I delivered everything. Yes, but Sean wrote the lyrics to that song and the music. And then I had you know amazing drummer Russ and amazing bass player Jason. And um, I was just I was in the band with them. I wasn't it wasn't like my thing. It was I was singing yes, but I was always aware that they were really good musicians. Um, because they all have drummed and played in music and everything else for a bunch of other bands and their own bands and everything because there's a moment. He created a moment right there. What? Main stage Soma. This, this was more yeah. main stage yeah, Soma Dogwood. Yeah. We were main stage at this point. More than Conquerors is still main stage. <laughs> everything prior to that, I feel, was like side stage Dogwood. Because we're, we're yeah. a lot younger, less less popular, yeah. So that was that one... One. You're listening to Emma Brown's <laughs> studio radio production, uh, listening to Dogwood, the 2000 release of Building a Better Me. <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh, breaking the songs down with Christina, <laughs> drinking this. This is your life. You're not drinking anything, bro. I, do, do you want to take a quick break after this so you can get some beers? We're going to pause for station. <laughs> Please stand by. ABC. That was Boom Boom Boom, a rendition by Three Piece Scandal. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. What's cracking, dude? You went to got another drink. We were talking about building a better me. That him, one. I had him send this down the, the pallet elevator. <laughs> <laughs> building a better me. How does that rank on the on the level of songs that you enjoy? The actual song itself? Yeah. I mean it's it's a great song. Yeah. Um if I was not a dogwood member and I heard that song, I'd be like, I, I would I would probably like that song. That's and that's how I gauge my songs. Would would somebody would it, somebody else's ear? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's hard to. I'm trying to think back, like you know, 21 years now, but 21. Um, yeah, I think I would like that. Um, the video I could I could live without, whatever. I could give or take, whatever. But it was a video production company. He wanted to try this stuff. So like, sure, whatever, sure. We did it up in Santa Monica, and um, 
I'm like, why don't you come to San Diego? He's like, because I can't get my crew to drive to San Diego for free and like do all this, you know, because <laughs> he basically was, he took, he took all the film and everything from the studio and it was a big budget. It would have been a big budget video. Um, it, it was the producer of like a bunch of like system of a down and Jay-Z videos and stuff like that. That he was, he did on off day on his off day. Hell. Like he he wanted, he liked the song. That's and, big fancy. He wanted, he wanted to do with the song. Um, and he did like, you know, all these rad videos for, but, but they basically had an unlimited budget and we basically had no budget. So he's like, I'll just do it. You know, I'll have my friends be in the video and I'll hire my buddy. It was a cool video. I mean, by mid nineties standards, it was like, I could totally see it at hot topic in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It was like an okay video. Not that I went to hot topic. The impetus of starting the band and doing the music that I, that I wanted to do was I wanted to be in video. I want not, not music videos. I wanted to be the soundtrack for extreme sports videos, like skating and surfing and snowboarding videos. That's what I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. Did you accomplish that goal? Yes. Nice. Mission accomplished. Bro. So we were in a lot of them. We never got to hook up with Mac dog or Taylor Steele. Um, Cause Taylor Steele is like the name in that industry, right? Well, that he was the reason why I wanted Cause I used to go to all the shows that when they would premiere the surf videos, yeah. uh, like focus and momentum. And like, that's how I heard about all the bands that yeah. I liked. Pennywise, so, yeah. Pivot, all those gutter I think, mouth. I think that without Taylor Steele or Mac dog, that I personally wouldn't have heard any of those bands. Not even Pennywise. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. Not that because, agreeable. Yeah. Because I saw them. I learned about all my favorite punk bands from skate videos. Yeah. Streets of Fire and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Warp Tour and shit like gym. that. Sure. Yeah. And this was pre Warp Tour too. Yeah. This was pre because um, uh, watching the videos like at, in Encinitas at La Paloma or I mean that's how I heard. I would I I would submit this to all the punk listeners out there that momentum the ba- the the show I'm sorry it's a, it's a video a surf video Taylor still surf video momentum made Pennywise oof wow that's not a that's that's not an uncommon stance in all honesty and then you they, heard of that a lot start, yeah they started going on tour yeah. with the surf video they toured the surf video and then they took San Diego bands Sprung Monkey and Blink and off they started doing taking a, the, all these bands started touring together because they were the soundtrack. Unwritten the Law. Unwritten was on, Law, yeah. Pivot. And all of us, Unwritten Law, Pivot, us, Blink, I, I, th- I, feel, I feel like we were writing songs to, for him, for his soundtracks, you know? Um, and in that, we f- I feel like we that's how we lost our first drummer because he wanted to go on tour with all these surfers. <laughs> He's like, oh man. <laughs> He's like, the money's not in punk music. I'm, I'm going to go surf. But then in that whole, that whole industry, you don't, you have a small chance of winning tournaments and making money because you really only make money if you win and get sponsors. I've given you four songs on four of your have albums. You? Oh my gosh. Well, right. I mean, did I? Let's you, see. You, you, you hit me. You, you surprised me because you Through didn't thick tell me. And thin. You didn't tell me we Good were going to be doing a dogwood breakdown today. 2004 brought forward another one that kind of took it in reverse and brought it all together again. Reverse, <laughs> then forward again. <laughs> That's the name of the record. That's the name of the record. So what was this? This was like a compilation of all of the songs. Let Were me, there any new ones on here? Yeah, there's four, there's four new ones on there. There's four unreleased tracks after all the ones that were on records. And let me tell you about this. The title of this track, this title of this album, I did not name. They took it, <laughs> the label took it upon themselves because we went and visited the label, the studio. The, what label were you guys on currently at this, that time? That was Tooth and Nail Records in Seattle, Washington. That makes PX. Sure, yeah. Them, those are the homies. Slick Shoes. Those are the homies. Greg's Brothers. Those are the homies. Yeah. What else is on there? There was another one on there. All my hardcore faves. Yeah. Solid State Records. That's them, same band, same label. So we went up there to take pictures for our seismic record. And while we were up there, we were in a rental van. And I was 
like I, here's another throwback to the surf and skate videos. I was doing all the antics between all the kind of surfing and skating and snowboarding stuff. They would do stupid stuff like throw each other in a washing machine or like, you know, jump a van, jump a golf cart over the golf course or like do the stupid jackass kind of stuff. So I was always trying to do that stuff. And I, what I would do is here, don't try this at home. Kids take the rental van. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's a, we're talking like a, we're talking like a Honda Odyssey or something, you know, go as fast as you can, as fast as floor, the floor it unreverse peel out. And then while it's still going in reverse, slam the gear shifter into a drive. Oh, so, so I've always you, wondered what would happen if so that you, went down. It, here's what happens. So you, you kind of squirrel a little bit, you kind of like you're spinning tires because, and you're like doing God knows what to the transmission, everything. Every, ruining life. <laughs> so just as fast as you can in reverse. And then as fast as you can, you're fl- basically, you never let off the gas and I'm shifting while the gas is fully down. Okay. Do not try this at home ever. So you're going all the way back and I'm going about 60 miles an hour in reverse, put it in drive. And now we're talking like with the, the band in the van, like everybody's in the van. So oh my God. All, they hate me. So we're like, and then, so we're, so, but what <laughs> at the, at, this time that I did it at the record label, I almost hit the record label owner's brand new like BMW um, SUV because I was, you get really squirrely because there's no real control because the transmission is kind of, the transmission is basically not meant to do that, right? If you know anything about cars, it's supposed to go in one direction only at a time. And here I am putting it in two to three directions at a time. So did it explode? I almost broke his SUV and the building where the record label was in. Um, and they all, the people at their label were all watching because it was very loud. It was like, you know, big. The fuck was going through your head, bro? <laughs> I was a jackass. I was just trying to be on this these snowboarding videos again, like just trying to be make the scene because people were filming it. You know, pre, this was pre like TikTok and Instagram. This was like we were just filming it to make fun videos on a on a handheld camera, hell yeah, a camcorder or whatever for our video for our documentary documentaries. Right? Did you ever put anything out like that? We have so much stuff that we've never put out. I think I'm trying. We're trying to convince each other to just like do all this footage, like. Tales from the Wood or something. I don't know. Like Damn. we have so much stuff. Like we toured Alaska and there's like moose growing up in the wood. Dude, dude, you don't you don't want to know all this stuff. But um yeah, so that's that's why it's called reverse then forward again, because they thought it was so funny and they, that's why they put a tire on the I'm like, that's not that's <laughs> not funny. That's not I mean, I guess I did it to myself. I kinda think that's funny. I guess reverse I, then I, forward again uh, and they, the tires are <laughs> well, of course they had never seen anything like that because the Seattle, they don't have surf videos and skate videos that where there's a They don't of, surf in Seattle? Well, there's not a bunch of jackasses <laughs> doing stupid stuff like doing stuff like that where you like get a rental van and just try to destroy it and stuff, you know. So what an idiot I was. Then. Your favorite song is on this album. Which album? The reverse and forward again. I I have some goodies on there. I got, I mean, it's technically the best of, but it's also. Uh, the did you redo ones. these or were these just. No, like, they're just taken right off the original. Yeah. Did they remaster them or anything? Or? I don't think so. They just said, fuck it. Let's just get lazy and redo them. Just Nowadays, put them people are, people like record labels and are, other people are trying to put out these songs with remastering and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, why? Yeah. The record's already out, but it's, it's just on a different format. It's on CD versus, you know, vinyl albums. And I'm like it'd be cool. Cause I like, I'm a, I'm a vinyl collector and I have a really good collection, but I, and I don't have any of our, we don't, we don't have anything on vinyl. So it'd be cool, whatever. But also it's like, what it <laughs> song that I like on here. Flowers can die. Oh, okay. This was one of the, we had written this for the major labels. I, I like all the hits. We wrote this for, to be a single. It's a banger, dog. Look at you. Yeah, this one's cool. This was 
It's a different sound. It's a different sound. You were on some Sum 41 shit here. Is that what it is? No, I was trying to sing like an accordion. Oh, okay. <laughs> you definitely blow. So Danny, Danny Matoya had joined from Logos. At that point, okay. He, he wrote this. And Russell was a bang in the... It's, 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 yeah, it's like an epic kind of multi-voiced. It's very awesome. It's layered. It's multi-layered. Um, but that kind of rappy kind of uh, cadence. Yeah. My vocals is... I do like the cadence. Every, this was like, ah! But that's my old style, my, my good old day style of, of vocalizing. This, that's how I used to sing. Not rapping, but more like... Was Fat Mike an influence in the way you wanted to sing? <laughs> yes. Uh, t- my voice sounded like his. Like, yeah. Um, or I mean, I should say, I should. No offense to Fat Mike, but I, you know, he's got a certain nasally rasp, and I wanted to sound like that nice. because all those kind of songs, those are the ones in the videos. I keep going back to the videos, the snowboarding videos, because that's what I wanted to do. I think everyone has a goal when they start a band, when they start music, doing music. It's like I want to be the biggest thing in the world. Chicks and drugs. We never thought that. My goal was literally to get on snowboarding videos. And that's all I wanted because I figured I could get free snowboarding tickets. Nice. And like free passes to skate parks around the world and like, you know, surf trips and stuff like that. And that's literally why I started the band. Onward we will go. That was a, that was a moment. That was a, Can we just share a moment? <laughs> a- Am I crying right now? You are, you're drizzling. It's um, raining on your face. Yeah, I forgot about, I, for, I kind of forgot about this song because it's more like a, it's more like a, a an unappreciated single. I appreciate it very Thank much. You. So. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Joshua. No, 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 no. I all of these songs on the albums that I played you. It's like wow. I look at it, and you're not done yet. It's like it's like. Let it shine. That sound <laughs> right there. That sound right there that Danny did at the end. The the ring out. Mm-hmm. We did a throwback to that in a Saint Didicus song because Danny has written songs with me on Saint Didicus. So that song, that sound, that thing that he, I don't, I mean, I'm not a guitar person. I it's, I think it's just called. Reverb feedback. It's, it's it, sustain. Do you hear the sustain? Um, <laughs> he's just doing that at the end of the song. Right. And um, he did that reverb feedback thing at the end of one of our song or somewhere in the song. Anyways, we, those songs in particular were fun because he was only on one of our records. So we, I was like, let's just keep writing songs. So, so to this day, Danny, the guitar player from that, from Seismic and those songs. And then now with St. Didicus, he's, he's recorded me more than any other producer. <laughs> he's recorded me like, uh, you know, a hundred times or whatever, because we've, we keep- You have a special bond? Well, we keep, yeah. I've been yeah. wanting to have him in here because I grew up listening to obviously you, but Logos was a band that I remember going and watch a lot. You know, it was a couple of brothers, oh, yeah. right? Brothers, two sets of brothers, the Rivera brothers and the Montoya brothers. Exactly. Right. Or am I mm-hmm. tripping? Cause I remember no, they went tripping. to, they went to Benita high school, maybe briefly or at one point mm-hmm. in their, in their education. <laughs> and, and, and I just remember them cause we would play shows on occasion together. Oh, okay. And I was like, Oh wow. So they gave me like their, their demo cassette. And I was like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Give the Mars. <sighs> South Bay kids, man. We, that's pretty much all we did. We, we didn't know anything else. We, we played soccer and we were in punk bands. And then we'd just try to play, play, play punk bands wherever the fuck we were allowed to. And I, you know? always thought, I always thought they were really, really good. Dude, they got down. Dude, if you get a chance, anyone who's listening, go f- find out Logos, L-O-G-O-S. And that's Danny Montoya. And his brother, Andrew, is also, his, he drums in a lot of San Diego bands still. Um, and, you know, he's a business owner and stuff like that in San Diego. And then the Rivera brothers, they're- Sammy used to have that nasally voice. 
Sammy saying like Milencon, who you're, who you Re- love. Relax. Who you let's, love. let's, let's not do no, that. I mean, that was his like. I'm a fan of logos. Doppelganger. Let's, let's not say that he sounded like oh, the, the, Nikolai Milokovic of Million Colin. Get him on. I would love or to. Or mine, or get him on my podcast. Yeah. Or do, let's, we'll do a, a tag team. I don't uh, know. Cause, cause he's. Nikolas Tankovic, I sure. think is his name. And he owns a brewery in Sweden. Shout out. Yeah, bro. He has, you know, he's. He's everything so- I'd like in, in, <laughs> in music, you know, like in music on what I would, we were talking about goals. What's your goal with this? What's your goal with that? For me, goal in music was always to reach the level of Millen Cullen. Okay. Um, you know, just playing catchy, non-serious music, you know? Mm. And I'm talking about yeah, like, some fun, like, it was all yeah. like life on the plate. Like that, that was, you know, we even made a fucking beer here at the brewery that alludes to that album called Hops on a Plate. Mm-hmm. And it's the same kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, like comical design so fun, and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and then for me, that was the goal. Like, oh, I'd love to play a show with him. We did, we did it on Warped Tour. I was like, oh, awesome. And I hung it up. That counts. Yeah. And for me, I mean, we, if, that's, if that's the case, we've played with Weezer too. Yeah, you know? homies. Homies, <laughs> homies with them. Um, but- Hella mega. Mel and Colin, bro. Yeah. You let it fly in, by the way. I just, it can't, I brought it with me. Um, what is your favorite song that you have ever written and oh composed and is out there? Oh I think God. I know the answer to it. Ugh. I think Excuse I know me. the answer I, to it. I, I, well, I have, I have a couple. One stands out in particular because- it's okay. Let me hear your guess first. Let me hear your guess. Like what you think is, my, we haven't heard it yet, by the way. We have not heard okay, it. Okay. Yeah. We have not heard it. Um, hmm. Is it on reverse and forward again? No, no, not even. Wait, a, it might be. I yeah. Don't, it might be on that record. Not on the, it's not a newer song and release song there, right? No, it's released. Is it, it is released. Ah, fuck. I'm not going to, I won't make it too hard. Go it's, ahead. Yeah. It's, it's one of our non like double time punk songs. It's, Go ahead. It's, it's comes crashing. It's on building a better me. I wrote it. I wrote it for my wife, Lisa, when we were not married, that one, that one right there, it's slower, but it, it slaps. You're listening to Dogwood on emo Brown radio. This song is called comes crashing written for Lisa. Yeah. So we were, we were, hold on right here. So it's slow. it doesn't it doesn't really pick up tempo from there, but it does pick up a lot of energy throughout the song. It's the same kind of BPM for the whole song. It's slow slower by punk standards, but it's punk by hardcore standards. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And it was written. I basically wrote it like we were we were broken up, you know, but uh, early in our. Well, I guess it was late into our dating life, but early, before we were married. My favorite part of the song. Which one? This one right here? It's a moment. Damn, the end of your world is closer than you think. That's vicious, right? Yeah, it's I mean, crazy, that, bro. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said That's that. That's some dickhead shit right there. I know. What it, so what happened? Though, I mean, ultimately, you want her back. Well, yeah, we were broken up for... I said, you know what? I'm going on a tour. Ooh. It's a two month tour. I'm not going to talk to you because oh. no, because like, if we're not going to do this, it, like, what's the point? If we're not going to be, we're, we're deep into our dating relationship. It's fine. I, I grew up with Moscas. Mosca Muerta, mm. the new Josh and Steve. What is it? Collaboration. <laughs> this is the soundtrack for Killing Flies. Um, oh man, this brings back a lot of memories because 
It was written on the road. I wrote the lyrics on a, on the road. You were emo as fuck, bro. I am so <laughs> emo. I am I'm more emo than some of my emo guests. I have Yeah. <laughs> so when I say it's my favorite, it's more like because I actually wrote this about somebody who's like directly in my life now. I and I wrote it with a future in mind. I wrote it. And when we were on when we were on um stage we would play this one a little bit faster if at all if we play it faster sometimes we did yeah fused sometimes we didn't play or minor threat mm. sometimes we didn't um sometimes we didn't play it because it didn't fit the vibe of the audience or what the show we were doing that's a thing i think so okay. I, I think i had a good feel for Ooh. that but like it's what, what it's, were you going for here oh shit what's going on here I I was trying to convey a message of look, look, is this gonna happen or not? And if not, let's do it. if we get married, that's the end of your world as a single lady. If we or you know, if we get if we don't get married, it's the end of our world together. So comes crashing was it's all gonna come crashing down either way. And uh, I guess that's really emo. <laughs> When I come back. Yeah. 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 From Tori. <laughs> yeah. I was literally writing about a moment. I was literally writing about what was happening right there. Beautiful. So we're married. We're still married. You know, whatever. 21 years later. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's because of the song. The song did it. Oh, look at you. Look at you, huh? Yeah. The, You've so, done it all. Well, um, so Stefan from The Descendants produced me on the, the vocals there. Mm. And he's like, he's like, sorry, he's name like, dropper. No, no, no. He was the producer. He, and he goes, yell louder. Yell, yell louder, more, get more, get more crazy right there. I go, what? I, I can't. He goes, what's the song about? And I said, he's like, do it, do it. Oof. Keep going. Nope. Do it again. Nope. Do it again. Sing it. Sing, yell. And, and that's why at the end there, I kind of crackle a little bit and he's like, perfect. That's what the, that's what you want for this song. A lot of your songs are about love. This was the only one I had written about a girl yeah. and a love relationship. I didn't say my, that. I know, but between myself, like some people write, like you know, do your feet hurt? Which is fine. Which is fine. Ride. You know, take a ride on my Vespa. Damn. Like that's that's great. That's a great song. And we weren't that band. But it was it was it was teenagey, bro. No, but we you weren't know? that band. No, you were not. They were that's they why. were that band. And that's maybe that's why I didn't, because there was already people doing a great job at writing those songs. Mm -hmm. You know, all the whatever else bands that were doing that's fine, great. Um and so I did but I decided to do it because I was finally feeling enough emotion about this particular subject of love and marriage and the future or or no future with this person to put it to put pen to paper, to put paper to voice to put voice to record and then it happened and um i think that's why this in particular is my favorite if not one of my favorites and the other one the other song being i mean this is pretty much the only song that's directly about all of that the other ones that i write about girls or whatever it's like other people in my life you know and and you often i think we talked about this before uh religion based music that you cuz you were brought up in the church and that's kind of where the punk band originated from and it may or may not have been something a theme that stuck with you guys mm -hmm. throughout the whole career of dogwood mm -hmm. but i feel like some of the my favorite songs i'm not very religious bro and, and, and at all if anything you know i do believe in a higher being i guess i'm very if anything you can describe me as spiritual 
Yeah. But I'm not very religious. Yeah, I mean, it's in the room. Right? <laughs> no, there's no joke about Hail that. Satan. Um, I'm just very- but not all spirits are evil or good. Correct. Like, there's spirits. That's And that's where I'm Even at Even if somebody, if somebody like poli- the police can sing about spirits in the material world or like, you know, like higher beings or any of the stuff, it's like- I thought the police hung about hookers. <laughs> one hooker. Roxanne. One, that was one hooker. That was on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Roxanne was the spirit. Who knows? The songs that I like the most yeah. are often, often religious-based. Faith-based, rather, you know, like surrender. Your emo, you know, like never die, you know, mm-hmm. building a better me. This is kind of like, like the don't give up. And I guess those are the songs that I kind of like. I'm drawn to. I think I heard there was an episode here that I was not on. Caesar was on like right after me, and he said he said something to you about that I was a deeply, deeply spiritual person, and I had never heard myself really described like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and what did I tell him? He, he said that I was, because you guys were talking about religion. You were saying kind of the, alluding to the same thing, uh, being religious or not. Fuck your God. It's what anything like no gods, no masters, like, you know, kill your idols, those kind of mm-hmm. things. Like he said, oh, cause he was raised like Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, maybe, that's right. He was, like he was, he yeah. was, yeah. It was one of those episodes. And he said like, you know, for example, Josh is a deeply spiritual person. I was like, oh, I guess I am deeply spiritual because I don't want to live. I don't want to be a part of an, a corporation or organization that's like, that has so many things that I don't necessarily disagree with. with, Correct. I want to live a life where I can like be happy and proud to tell my kids like, what about this way? Look at this. Look at like, here's how you love somebody. Do you think that came on later on in life when you had kids or is Um, that something you've always had? I think it was, I think it was always in my mind, but I didn't know how to, like I said, when we were 17, 18 singing about this kind of same thing, I'm singing about the same things, but like, uh, I was just describing this. Um, I, since I grew up in that, you're seeing about what you know, you're seeing about what you're experienced with. And if I grew up in that, like the youth group setting or like coming from switching from my, my Mexican Catholic background to like, you know, my mom marrying a white guy and we go to a non Catholic church now. And then learning all these different things about the church is at large, you know, how they believe things or don't believe things or like this good, this bad, this okay, this not okay. You know, those kind of things. Like how do you, how do you think about that as a teenager when you're already trying to, figure out yourself. So well, let me sing about it. Let me, and let me talk about other teenagers that are going through a bunch of shit too, or not, or, you know, good things or bad things or whatever, but from this perspective, right? So, um, and now, now that I have teenagers, 13, 15, 17 are my kids. What am I? Damn, what, I know you're a veteran. Dad in the game, core. You are a veteran in the game. Emo dad core. So what do you nice. tell your kids about the world when, you know, yes, there's a lot of, you can see like news and bad stuff about pastors or priests or all the, any, you know, any religion really around the world that does bad things. But what about all the good things that has happened from the church or the religion or, you know, priests who are not bad? I mean, you could say this about cops too sometimes. What about all the cops that are not bad? What about all the teachers who are not bad that don't, you know, what, what about all the people who are good that are doing good things? We don't talk as much about that. Let's, let's explore that a little bit. You know, so let's explore this a little bit about spirituality and religion. And then, and then, yeah, you can decide for yourself. You know, you're old enough to start deciding for yourself. Sure. But at least explore it somehow, somehow a little bit, if not a lot. And, uh, and I think that I was not given that opportunity enough. It's more like you have to do this because it's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. In a sense. And then, you know, I go to tell other people like, and um, so, so if you listen to the, some of the songs, from good old days to the end of my 
the end of the dogwood career. It's like, if you hear some of the lyrics, it's like, you can kind of hear these conversations that I'm asking, talking to people about like, Oh, is that what you think about me? Oh, well, let me tell you about this. You know, it's like, it's actually like this. I'm not trying to tell you that, you know, I'm not trying to tell you that you're a worse person than me. I'm just telling you like what, what, here's what this says about this. And then here's what I think about it. And let's come to some kind of agreement so we can be buddies, you know, or, or not like amigos. And if we can't be amigos, then, you know, we can go our separate ways cordially maybe, you know? Um, so yeah, so it's, 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 it's difficult these days to, to kind of choose good sometimes to, to, to be that good person when there's so many people who want to just fight you, you know? What was the other? Why does everyone want to fight me? Gosh, take, <laughs> take it easy there, fella. Take it easy. What, what was the other song that you said is uh, your favorite song? Mm, mm. Great question. I think that I think that another one on that. And is it all enough of this is not a new album? Yeah, I have one of my favorites is on that. This is not a new album. We did a lot of, I did a lot of ones that I liked after, after we were kind of off tooth and no records and just floating around independency and stuff like that. But on that, Oh, you like that one? I don't remember if this is the one. That's called Stein Slinger. Yes, it is. Because it reminds me of being in the old pub with like holding a giant stein and being and like, slinging it, you know, like that. Um, yeah, that's the one we recorded that at Golden Track too. Um, no, my my other one that I was going to say was Flowers Soon Die. Flowers Soon Die. Flowers, Where can I find that one? It's on Reverse and Forward again. And we recorded it at Golden Track. And... Sean and Sam produced. Shout out to Sam. Not flowers on. Okay, it's like one word. Oh, you sneaky guy! It's so emo. It's so it's so emo. So I think I think I just end up liking this one because I was I was like, yeah, we just went back to dirty guitar, like Marshall half stack, and like less, a little bit less octaves, more like chord progressions, power chord, aug- but you guys always had weird augmented chords, man. It's very augmented, lots of pinkies. Yeah, a lot of pinkies. Mucho pinkies. <laughs> Guitar talk. Yeah. There's an octave. There's an octave. And I went, I, it was, and this was, this this whole song is in my highest range of vocals. So, oh, harmonies. And so the whole thing is my highest range and then it gets melodic, like when you were singing Fat Mike. Yeah. Este es bien Miguel Gordo. That one. Miguel Gordo. Miguel El Gordo. Yeah. Some falsetto harmonies. I just, the, the, lyrically, like, octave. I really like, yeah, there's an octave. This is some music geekery right here, but all, so the culmination He's, Steve's having a moment over there. Damn, that was the mightiest harmony. No! <laughs> you should have been there. I mean, listen that. to those drums. Like he's, he's like that bass guy. Bass well, the guy. whole thing. Yeah, Jason. Go <laughs> hardcore breakdown. I mean. Some people would say offspring. I was like, no. They, I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've been labeled that. Ooh. A solo. Give me a little bad religion solo, bro. Exactly. Danny nailed it.
Where's the shredding? To the chorus. Ah, uh, love song. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. The end is not so bad if you wake up there with me. Sick. Emo. We even had some buddies hanging out in the studio with us. I'm like, do you want to get on the mic? And like, we can all, so we all sang together. Uh-huh. Like that. So. Let it go. <laughs> that song? I think that's more, more than Conquers. Yeah, that was. So this song, Flowers Soon Die, I took it from, um, I took it from another, I lived with a couple of band members in San Diego. Uh, I mean, different bands. We all had a house together in Bay Park and there was a, there was a studio in our house. So we, everyone practiced there. What do you mean there was a fucking studio in your house, bro? There was a practice space in our garage that that the- Like legit? So I I lived with a guy who was a little bit older than us. He used to like play with Jewel and like all these other, the Ocean Beach scene. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he he was an excellent guitar player and he built a studio in his house. Hell yeah. Bay Park um, in his garage and it was full soundproof. Had a couple, a little couple of things for recording if people wanted to record the sessions, but mainly it was a soundproof studio. So everyone practiced there in this garage in Bay Park. So, yeah, so we would go there, you know, Dogwood is practicing like every day and writing songs, but above the door jam, um, one of the people who lived there, shout out Dimitri, was um, he had written Flowers Soon Die. And he's like, I always thought it'd be cool to name a band that or a song that or whatever. And I thought it was, I thought it was a sick name. It looked really cool the way he wrote it. Like it was uh, like fonts like that. Like he just wrote it across the door jam. As you walked out of the studio, I saw that every single day while I lived there. And uh, so I, I took it from him. I said, I'm going to name a song that he's like, cool, man. Cause I'm not going to do any more bands or whatever. So, or, you know, he was just a, he was just a cool old San Diego punk. Um, but I stole the name <laughs> flower soon die. And I thought it was like a super emo name. And you know, it just, it, it meant a lot. It meant like kind of what the song was about. It was just more like, man, let's just, I just want to get there together. I just want to, I want to do stuff together with whoever I'm talking to and get there and be friendly. And, you know, I don't know you could delve into it or whatever, but like, it's just a fun song. And what I was going to say um, before we had our moment of, a, you know, harmonies and stuff is that it's a culmination of all the stuff that kind of Doggo was doing throughout the, the tooth and nail careers. Like there's a solo. I feel that drum. I for sure like, feel that Jason was yeah. playing pick bass. And it was, yes. Everything was on there. Harmonies, falsetto, like a uh, fat mic. Uh, uh, he threw it all in there. It was all in this one song kind of. So it was a casserole of all things. It was a fun song. And, and we, when we played it live, it was like, um, it was super high energy. And um, so I just, I just like that song. Yeah. I just like it. And it's lesser, lesser known. It's very lesser known. And now you're talking about St. Didicus. Tell me a little bit about that project <laughs> and what, what does it mean? I mean, I know what it means. Well, we talked about it a little bit on one of our dad core shows, but like uh, the dad core series, mm-hmm. Emo Brown dad core series. Um, uh, it's St. Didicus, the patron, patron saint of San Diego, SD. And a lot of people think St. Diego. It's like, no, that's wrong. Es muy incorrecto. Yes. Diego means James, right? And um, I mean, we're talking technical Spanish here, but St. <laughs> Didicus is the patron saint of San Diego. So I na- I'm, am I cocky, pretentious bastard? I named the band. Taking the name of a city and putting it on your band? Well, uh, the, the name of the saint, of the patron saint. But anyways, on his, according to Catholic lore, when he was on his deathbed, his canon, his singing, his death song, he said something about clutching the dogwood. Mm, oh, there it is. Bombs dropped. So he said something about something, something. I mean, it's in Latin. I thought he said something about 
carne asada fries and a Cali burrito, San Diego will be the home of these things, uh, you know? Beer. Only San Diego Uh, will have the Cali burrito. Yes, I'll see you in hell, bastards. He he didn't do that. Not saying (laughs) did it. He said, said, uh, yeah, so so also, but also he he was a teacher. So when you hear stuff, when this is so, I'll shout out to my teachers out there, like Chicle and everybody. Um, didactic teaching, like when you when you're learning a lesson, that's didactic, and that comes from Saint Didicus. Didicus. Yes. So I'm trying to. Did he cuss? Oh. Uh-huh. sea, prof- You know? Are you a dad? Profanity? Is that a dad? <laughs> el, el, el profe. El profe is on Didicus. Um, no. So he, he. So so Didicus, he was a teacher, and I try to I try to teach people through one of my songs, like. I have, okay, I have two and a half minutes to tell you something. <laughs> I have two and a half minutes to ask you a question about like, why is this happening? I have two and a half minutes to tell you, here's why it's happening or whatever, you know? So let's get didactic. And you guys are putting out music. I mean, so far I've released, I have, we have, I have a lot of stuff to say. I, it's a collaborative musician effort. Like we've done three, we have, there's three out. I'm working on three more. Oh, the God limits. This hap- I wrote this during, right after the protests of March 2020. That's Killer Mike. June 2020. June. What? A- either way. Oh, June because of March. Yeah. That's Killer Mike from Run the Jewels speaking because he's an activist in Atlanta. So we took his speech and put it on there and then just... There really- he is. Hey, there he is. There he is. There's the, there's the harmonies. Danny produced, Danny wrote, Andrew Montoya drummed on this one. Did he really? Nice. Yeah. The Montoya brothers. And then Andrew has a studio at his, he owns a studio also. Um, I just wanted to say stuff and I didn't, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop writing music because I'm not in a band. I just wanted to keep writing music. You know what I mean? Like, I feel exactly what you mean. I don't want to stop writing music because I'm not in a band. There's no reason to stop. And I know enough musicians like yourself. And you really don't want to be in a band. No, because I think that comes with a lot of stuff, right? That comes with, you have to be on a, get, what's the goal of being in a band? You have to get on a label. Creating. Create, and you have to tour and sell merch. And I don't, that's fine. I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but I don't have time to do that because I'm, I'm already doing, <laughs> I'm a chef and a teacher. So you got a lot of things going on. And a dad and a husband. I can't, I, I shouldn't say I can't. I just, that's not my focus right now. My focus is not going on tour and stuff. I wouldn't mind playing with bands if they come through, whatever. That's fine. I can play a show, sure. I could write some more stuff. Yeah, there's another one. What are you doing, this guy over here? He's on my band camp. Um, band camp. And this was collaborative with... Um, I had two drummers on this one. He did the first part, and then Andrew did the second part. And then Mike, from my musician friend in San Jose, did it, wrote some guitar work with it. Danny wrote it. But... Some of the music, I think, was inspired by some Dogwood songs that yeah. never got released. I hear this. I hear Dogwood. And then and then Tim Tim plays these on 91X on loudspeaker. Shout out, Tim. I don't stay up that late, fool. What's wrong with you? 7 p.m. on a Sunday? Really? No, no way, bro. I'm ready to sleep <laughs> by then. Well, if you ever get a chance, like sometimes... I mean, Tim Tim Pyle is super cool. Shout out to Tim. He's He's been supporting me since early 90s, you know? I'm just a big fan of all the music you've put out, man. It's fun. It's pretty cool just it's to fun. kind of go down and listen to yeah, and shit then, that I've been listening to growing up, you know, <laughs> and then get to pick your brain. I can do this shit all day, in all sure. honesty. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the episode, the episode could be six hours long because there's still hundreds of songs that are not... Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. 
Yeah, this song in particular is about, like I said, mental health and mental health awareness. So much to talk about in mental health these well, days. I released, Always. I released it during Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and it's just about struggling with yourself, really. It's just about learning and fighting with yourself about stupid stuff or, or important stuff. Either way, it's just like, how do you stop fighting with yourself, you know? So. You never will. You, I don't know. Can you? Can you stop you fighting? Can. I don't know. When are you happy with yourself? When I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm asleep right now. Dude, one of your lines in one of the songs that I like, and I can't remember the name of the song, but it goes, I'm the captain of this paper boat. Are you crying? I'm a little, I'm a little weepy. E- Emo Brown. Emo Brown. On a tricycle. What song is that? That's All Hands on Deck. I love that song. Thank you. It's a great song. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Thick and thin. That shit. Turns out this episode is brought to you by music. <laughs> brought to you by music <laughs> and Grasshopper. <laughs> Shout out to and Three Punk Ales, no? Dude, this is a great start. And then it's that pinky. It's that pinky right there. Sailing ah, yes. Double track. My young, young voice. Russell wrote this. Yeah. The majority of the lyrics on this, Russell wrote. Yes, and the music. He wrote the. Russell wrote the guitar on like this song. So, he, Russell plays drums, guitar, piano. Like he does, does it all. It's a metaphor. <laughs> I love it. I've seen. I feel that way. People have tattoos of this. Did they really? Yeah. Of a paper boat? Yeah. It's a paper boat. It says I'm the captain. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's get it together. We played this. Stand at, proud. We played this at the show you're at, at Observatory. You played it for me. Some say I, you were looking right at me. What was that? No, I don't know. <laughs> I almost jumped. I almost jumped out on you. I would have caught you. Thank you. Ooh, ninety. Nineties. That was. You doubled your track on 90, the vocal there, bro. Ninety six. Ninety seven. Ninety six or so. Ninety seven. Okay. Well, it came out in ninety seven. So, we were, we were, this record was inspired by Melancholy for sure. Stop it. I'm, it was inspired by that. I'm the captain of this paper You should do you, are, you could cover it. You should sing this song. Never. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The last one we're going to do. You're going to close on this one? We're going to close on, on, on this next song right Oh, here, and he's got another one. I got he's one got more. something up his sleeve. This is the other one. that I, I listen to a lot of your shit, bro. Oh, I love oh. it. Loved it all. Thank you. All you, of it. You are literally making me pennies <laughs> on Spotify. You are welcome. <laughs> uh, joke's on you. Just I have so this on my, just, <laughs> this just, is my personal collection. <laughs> well, if you own it, that's different. If you, Just so the listeners know. Go ahead. Ooh, nice. We're going to get a little bit of that background. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, streaming services. Uh, uh. Chicka, chicka, chicka. So streaming services like... Apple, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, whatever you LimeWire. No, oh, not LimeWire. Oh, yeah. That should Actually, give everybody's fucking nobody, computer loop. Nobody's AIDS. making money on LimeWire. <laughs> nobody's making money on LimeWire. Yeah, you, you get computer aids from that. Um, <laughs> STD. Wow. Um, Lime, uh, LimeWire. Spotify, the Spotify machine, uh, Apple Music, and whatever, Amazon Prime Music. They're all good and great for whatever, getting music out there. The artists and musicians do not make money from, I mean, unless I'm Taylor Swift Go ahead. Or, or Jay-Z or some, unless I'm making millions of downloads or whatever, then you get some money. If I'm making, um, you know, 
10,000 listens a 10, month ain't going to do it. 10,000 listens total or 10,000 listens a month. You're ma- 1,000 listens, for example, it gives you 0.01 of a penny. Nice. 0.01 of a penny, which is already a percentage of a dollar, right? So <laughs> to get to a dollar, you have to, what, a million listens? Really? Ish, ish, if my math is somewhat correct. That's how that works? On at least on Spotify, and then so anyways, if you're streaming it, great. What I recommend here we go. What I recommend <clears throat> for to you, my the emo brown listeners, um, if you want to support a musician like anyone who supports three punk health, B side players, go ahead, Carlos or any or any other musicians that are here that still ill, anything like that. If they put out records, Josh Campbell, digital or anything like that, go to the directly to their website or to their band camp. And or wherever they're posting their music, that's not Spotify or Apple or whatever you use because you can buy it directly from the artist. And then the artist gets the bigger percentage of that cut of whatever. Even if you're paying a dollar, they might get 70 cents to a dollar for that purchase. If you buy, I mean, also you can't buy it on Spotify for one thing, but if you want to really support your friend who's an artist, don't say, can I get on the guest list? Can you give me a free shirt or whatever? Maybe some every once in a while, but spend a dollar and buy the thing. Cause whatever, you know, they, that just helps, uh, helps them make more music. The answer to, um, the answer to keeping artists around and for example, I'm not going to go down too far deep into it, but, um, uh, for, let's use B side players for an example, right? Shout out to them They They support, you guys support each other. If you don't, if people aren't buying their music, if they're just listening to it on Spotify, mm-hmm. B-side players may, might get a royalty check, you know, every quarter for one tenth of how many times they got downloaded or listened to just from that, you know, whatever play that is. That's so crazy. if the local radio stations aren't playing local b- bands, the local bands have to work super hard because let's be honest, San Diego is a small market in the music industry. I mean, Danielle will tell you, Tim will tell you, it's a small market. We get lumped in with Los Angeles because of our proximity, but it's a small market overall. And um, unless you're huge, unless you had a breakout hit, like all the small things or, you know, POD Southtown or whatever the case may be, um, if, if you're still working hard to get that out, you're still basically going to be an independent artist. Um, so if you want to support local musicians and artists, you have to go directly to the shows and buy merchandise or go directly to the band's website and buy merchandise like a vinyl album or whatever, or a shirt, because that's, that's about, you know, anywhere from 15 to $25 directly to the band. Right. <sighs> if you're buying it from a label per se, the band is going to get let, you know, 30% yeah, less. So it just goes down. Less. So yeah. So if you're trying to support a band or an artist directly, you have to buy direct. What if you are a band and you're trying to make it right now? Sheesh. What do you recommend doing it? I, I mean, it's hard to say with the live industry right now, but um, yeah, di- digital live stream stuff, play, play. Keep your rights, avoid a record label, do it oh, all on I your mean, own. You don't have to avoid, but just watch your, you know, watch your contracts and stuff like that. Like watch, watch how much stuff you're giving out to for free to like, as far as like doing collaborations or music, like, you know, you gotta make, you gotta make it worth something. You gotta, you can't just whore yourself out just to get on, just, no offense, but just to get on 91X or whatever, you can't just whore yourself out just to do it. You have to, there's gotta be some give back to the artist, you know? It's a crazy time to be a musician. It Right now is a weird, weird different time that nobody could explain for sure. But we re, we need to rely on people like Tim and Danielle. And Cause you can't go out and tour and make money. It's, it, it's kind of back 
right now. For how long? I know it's kind of back. I mean, I got a bunch of festival promoter friends that are just like, let's just book it while we can and see what happens kind of thing, you know, uh, until it like cancels or whatever. Or Like no. I was kind of bummed when they pulled the plug on Warp Tour, you know, like when they like just said no more Warp Tours ever again. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow, that sucks. You know, yeah. that was a whole, that was a whole like chapter in my life. The sure. ultimate goal for us was to get on Warp Tour, you know, so I was like, oh. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, cool. you know, now you turn the page and make the brewery the best it can be or whatever. <laughs> I guess now you have to do a three punk ales fest. Jesus Christ. never, but it's cool that you're, you're partnering with like wiretap and Rob. And yeah. They're coming down next week. Yeah. They're coming down next week. We're going to shoot the shit wiretap records and my grito industries, uh, LA OC guys, Mexican yep. dudes yep. run their own labels, yep. run their own little, uh, production companies as well. And I want to get to know what they're about more. So they're coming on the podcast next week Oh, cool! and we're going to pick their brain. I, I know, um, I've always wanted to be more involved in music. I've always wanted to do a lot of things. Mm. And I feel like now as time is slowing down and I can take a step back from a nine to five gig mm. and just kind of work on building brands, our band specifically, and, and just kind of doing the podcast, I'm getting an opportunity to meet people that can become conduits that lead me to what I ultimately want to do. I mean, I was in a band and I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. But I like the production side of music more than actual performing and, and, and going on tour and being in a band, you know? I'm, loading up in here and buying things that are going to ultimately help me make my music again. You know what I want to do, okay. you know, and work with people who want, and I kind of already, so it's happening. yeah. And I kind of already told you about that earlier. It's like, I want to do like music that I grew up listening to like Norteños, but like mix like more of what I was about, like some punk shit in there. Do you know, like, okay. and maybe I'll have lyrics on the vocals rather, or maybe I won't, you know, maybe I'll just leave them as a, as a fucking, as a soundtrack. Is that's, that's it. A pista, you know, just no, no, no lyrics, but, I just want to do that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, I did a production of a of a of like a soundtrack for a, a surface skate video called something to Neptune or some shit here locally, and it was fun. And yeah. I was like, oh wow! And, and it wasn't even in the genre I liked. It was in in California roots reggae rock style, you know. Like what's that? Like slightly stupid. Uh, I can't more more like a fucking like a like a tribal seeds, but without it. Because I never did lyrics, you know. I don't or vocals. I just kind of laid the tracks down and then just pushed that shit caught somebody's attention. They put it on, on a, on a, on a video and it got good feedback. So I was like, Oh shit, I can do this. I don't really need to rely on anybody else. Like all of that was me, the drums, the, the guitar, blood. the bass, it was all yeah. me, you oh, know? Yeah. So it's like, I want to do that again, but I don't want to be rushed. Cause it was like, Hey, you have like a month to get this done. And I was like, all right, cool. Boom, boom, boom. And I did it. And it was cool. But I want to like redo some of our shit. Like everybody was, keeps asking me, about the, the fucking intro that we use, the little ska intro with the <laughs> mellow manes and mentirosas. Like I'm going to redo that, but I want to redo it with more current lyrics, like something else or just say, no, just, I want to do fun yeah. shit, bro. I want my kids to realize that, you know, yeah, do what yeah. the fuck you want. I'm doing it for fun. Yeah. Do what you want. Do what you want. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it to start a band. Exactly. I'm not doing it to go on tour. I'm not doing it. I'm just doing it because it, it would be fun way to like hang out and, and potentially bring my kids into it sure. too. You know, people ask me like, all right, you already did the band. What are you, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, St. Didicus is not, we're not going to go on tour. Yeah. St. Didicus won't, I mean, I mean, I guess you can't say never, but like, it's not meant, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to make it a band like that. I don't even know if we'll get on a label or put on a record. Who knows? Like, you don't need that anymore. There's plenty, I mean, there's plenty of labels that we've talked to and like could, sure. Like, Mm -hmm. but do I want to do that? Wiretap records? I mean, maybe, I don't know. Oh, like, I'm not, like, Is this, you doing some breaking news right now, what's bro? What's up, Rob? What's I'm up, man? No, I'm, I'm, cracking, not, I'm not against it. I'm just saying like, um, that comes with certain expectations. And it's like, like how many records can you sell? If, if you're on a label, you better be producing. That's what I mean. You like, better how, be making money. Exactly. How are you going to sell generate, this record? Generate, why generate, generate. Why would we make this record for you? It's more like, um, 
I would only do it because I want the piece of, you know, vinyl to hang on my wall or whatever. Somebody like, but, but I'm never, I'll probably never stop creating music or, you know, and I, and I, I transferred that to making, um, to doing, being a chef and doing a podcast about pairings and like doing events where I'm pairings and stuff like that. It's like, I, I haven't stopped creating in that sense, you know? I created three kids. No, that wasn't like, <laughs> that you was did. A, that was a pairing with my wife. But I mean, that was the, the, the ultimate pairing. <laughs> Boom. Um, but like, um, I don't think I'll ever stop creating cause that's my, that's who I'm meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Your name and number. Throwback. Um, so yeah. Creating. That's what I want. People ask me, why do you do a podcast? Why do you want to do music? So I can make my dumbass friends laugh. Like ultimately that that's my goal. Like if I played a, a song for you and you listen to it and you're like, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Boom. That's all I wanted. You know, it's like, I don't want to be on, I don't, wouldn't want to put it on the radio. Yeah. I don't want to release it. And then like, we're going to be playing at the brewery. You're know, like, no, like I want to, I want to put it out and be like, <laughs> people are like, what a dumbass, but that's pretty cool. I got to give it to Come them. That was, that was pretty fucking funny. You know, well, like I want to yeah. do that kind of yeah, shit. We don't want you to be, we don't need, yeah. To, you know, Come on, Paul and, and uh, Ryan, let's go, let's play at Three Bunk Hills. Let's do some fun stuff. You know, why not? Yeah, you want to play in front of people. Look at you. Your ego's taking over, <laughs> right, bro. Right, yeah. Fucking prideful no, like, guy. No, I meant like, uh, that was, we were talking about doing just covers. Yeah. And why not? Who cares? Like, you know. You're not down though. I'm so down. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so emo. I'm so down. I always wanted to redo the Blue Album. Weezer? Yeah. And just mm-hmm. call it the Brown Album. Oh, Weezer. You'd have to be a little bit of Mexican to be in this in, in this project. I would that's say Ryan. I would say Ryan and Paul qualifies. Well, yeah, they married Mexicans. I mean, that's how that works. <laughs> you know, they married into the race. Yeah. But imagine we we do like Mexican, like Spanglish versions covers of the Blue Album. In our method, in our way. What's with these homies? DC my girl. Why do they have to front? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> accordion. You know, and, uh, and instead of that, it would be the accordion going. Dude. I'm telling you, bro. I think you're onto something. I'm on something for sure. You're, you're on something <laughs> for sure. Something. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Land the plane, Joshua. Yes, Steve. O. This is Steve. the umpteenth time. I wear my Steve O. DeMaio shirt. Too. Why would you do that? Because because I got one from Chris Glasses. Uh-huh. Shout out to the brewery manager of Three Punk Hills. Taste room manager galore. Uh, and um, oh wait, 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 before he gets buttered, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Glasses. He, uh, where's Three Punk Hills? We're located here on 259 3rd Avenue, the heart of Chula Vista, the South Bay, alias the yes. South Town, beautiful border view. town. The beautiful view. Bella Vista. Uh, Chula Vista. So we put the Chula in Vista. I was here randomly on a day. I, I was like, uh, I brought my wife down. It was a Monday. T- mm. Went out on a Monday. I was here. You Yes, you stopped in. Chris stopped in. He's like, has this box full of shirts. He's like, Steve's birthday in a couple of days. So he gives us a couple of shirts, you know? Um, it was just, it was just a fun time. Cause um, I think that sh- this is the shout out, big shout out to Chris. I think that it gave him a, a nice, I think it's a new, I don't know if this is correct or not, but it was a good, it was a nice addition purpose to his life. Like, is that a seagull? Is that, is that seagulls or what, cockroaches? Or? My birthday gave Chris life? No, 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 no. I was like, what? No, no. Tasting room manager. Oh, for sure. Tasting room manager. It's, it's like he's he's good at that. If it's like, one thing my dude excels at is creating a scene, creating I, a non No, like people know him here yeah, already. It's yeah. like that is like another notch up for for like kind of how he is here. And he does a killer job. Sick, bro. He does it. Killer job. He is really good at throwing shirts out. Like yeah. he, he like he, here have this. Here he have was, that. He, he, here have this. <laughs> so 
So anyway, shout out to Chris Glasses. It's funny. We were El at the famoso. Padre game. El famo- Los Famosos. Los Famosos. We were at the Padre game. We are at Peco and I was like, oh shit. And I saw some dude wearing a Steve de Mayo shirt. <laughs> it was the worst fucking thing ever. Shirt. It was the worst fucking it's thing a, ever, such bro. Such a fachabella. Fachabella. Such a fachabella. Beautiful the face. Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a fucking PB laundromat. Yes, that guy. Yeah, that this guy, guy wants to clean. This your guy clothes. wants to wash your clothes yeah. or clean your clothes, and yeah. it was a picture of him. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, is that what the fuck this shirt's gonna become? Just random so. people just wearing Steve de Mayo." So. I hope not. This man wants I, to put you on the podcast. He wants to put some south in your mouth. Three punk gales. Jimmy, is there a video component to this? Are those cameras? It, yeah, they're not connected because okay. I'm lazy. So I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I'm a very good patron of Grasshopper. How about now? Damn you, Grasshopper. <laughs> grasshopper. What else you got? What are you promoting? What are you doing? What's cracking? Um, so just right now I'm doing the family cast, Food and Music is Life. Yes, that's my family, question mark. That's what that means. I'm thinking about, I've gotten some 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 uh, business consulting, stuff like that. It's like, maybe, you know, have you ever thought about changing that to like the Punk Chef podcast or anything like that? Like, this family sounds like it might be a family show. I'm like, no, it's an ad. Are you open to that? I've thought about it. I've done some, you know, graphic design, rebranding, stuff like that. I was like, mm, good work, whatever. But but I don't know, because we'll see. We'll see because, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's not like old now. I'm like not even 30 episodes in yet. And this, what are you at? Like 259 or something like that? I don't know. I think, I don't know. Not at 200 for sure. Not at 200. Like 150, okay. 175. But still, like, so that's established. I just put shit out though, bro. Cause I. But you're once or twice a I week. I just put right? shit out for but no reason. Yeah. But you're doing stuff too. You're like emo run social club and like the foundation. And like, you know, you got Cesar as a co-host kind of like, you know, like Caesars. Do you like him as a co-host? Caesar has Who'd a- you like more a co-host? Glasses, Caesar, or when Chicle jumps in? I think um I think that um Caesar has the most buttery voice. Does he really? When he's a co-host. <laughs> Definitely has a voice for radio. <laughs> a, a face, <laughs> a face, a face for, for radio. radio. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go that far, fuck. Yeah. But uh, you heard it here. No, I think that I well, I think they all bring different things to mm-hmm. the table. I think they're all bring I think it's gonna be I mean, honestly speaking, as a as a podcast creator i think that it's going to be your thing that they're co-hosting like you know or like it's almost like on snl when it's like there's like the cast and mm-hmm. there's also featuring you know or like uh, what do they say co yeah, i think they say featuring blah, blah, and feature- i don't know what they say but i can't do it like he does are we doing a good job on the emo brown podcast i i go to you because you are a man that i look up to you're taller than I, me no <laughs> way around it why is the weather up there? <laughs> I think that, so ladies and gentlemen, just the, for those of you that don't know, I'm six foot 10. Yikes. And so he, d- he looks up to me. That's what he's saying. Dikembe. Yes. That's what I wanted to call myself in the band as my, as a band name. Instead Dikembe of, Dogwood? Instead, Dik, no. <laughs> Dikembe Motumbo was going to be. Nice. Uh, no, no, no. Well, my stepdad's last name was Kemble. So I was going to be like Josh Kembe. And that was like Josh Kembe Motumbo. Like, I don't know. It's a whole story. Oh, for real? That was a thing? No. Yeah, it was real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Kembe. Yes. Kembe. Kembe. Because cause I was. Kembe Motumbo. I was Kembe. Yeah. So if you call me Kembe, I'll answer to that. Yeah. Kembe. So to all the emo brown listeners, to all you grasshopper consumers, Kembe. Chef Kembe. Um. Yeah, so I think that I think you have a bunch of good hosts. I think you got a good thing going. The Emer Brown Podcast Network is should happen, and um, yeah, for now between you know emo brand episodes you can listen to the family cast catch up on my episodes with guests. I'm having I'm gonna have Caesar on here soon someday, but I've had, yeah. I had Lette on. She was on here. What's your goal with the podcast? Yeah, because I don't have a fucking goal. Zero goal. Why? Because I don't know. I don't either. Like, I don't know what I want to do with no, this. No, that's fine. I I. I think that um, 
I wanted to bring to life all my conversations that I was already having with people who were in both industries of music and culinary or music and beer. So like you would be music and beer. Karen is like music and culinary and Caesar is, you know, Caesar. <laughs> and then, um, but I've talked to people who are, you know, I've talked to people who are now chefs who used to be in bands that I listened to, or like say like the good riddance episode that I just did. He, he's a guitar player in my favorite band, but he's also a director of sales for a wine company, mm. you know? So like a lot of people have these intersections, in, you know, of these two industries that it, whether it's food and music or food and beverage or, you know, chef and music or like I'm, I'm setting up stuff with people who have, have both like myself, whether it's one of the two or whatever, or even if they don't, I'm just, I'm going to say like, I'm going to pair your music with food right now and, and they do it with me or whatever. So that's the kind of the goal is to talk to people that I want to talk to for one thing. And I'm not, I don't have aspirations to like take over the podcast world or anything like that, but cause there's, like just like when I started the band, there's a million people doing the same thing or like similar things or the industry or whatever. But I want to, um, I want to tell people's stories and I want to, yeah. tell people, I want to tell my stories about those people and how we intersect or like whatever, like how do I, Hey, Hey, Heartwork coffee. How do I know you? And how are we both hardcore kids that like, like coffee and music and all this kind of stuff, you know, stuff you like, like a lot of coffee. I mean, I'm not, I don't drink a pot a day, but, you know, I, I, cup do, a day? I do know. Yeah. I drink a cup, at least a one, one coffee mug a day, but I know the difference between good and bad coffee. You know, Damn. I mean, being on the road, you drink truck stop coffee and, and then here third wave coffee. Go to me at the coffee. <laughs> Give me the coffee. So I'm uh so yeah, the goal is, I think the goal is to get like, have fun conversations, yeah. get the raddest guests on. Super and, high. Um, I mean, you're on what? there. You're on there. Get super high. Drink some. Killer whiskey. Grasshopper whiskey. No, just kidding. That's Some of my better episodes are when I get the fucking guys super ripped with whiskey, bro. Oh my God. I mean that, but that's actually a really good, that's actually a really good one. You got the, that's the double rye. So that's right. Yeah. Bro. But, but you, you know, think I'm going to give you some whack ass shit. Are you going to give you some fucking Jameson or what? I, Go ahead. I don't see nothing wrong. Ooh, take it easy. You have, you have the gate up on this one. Sound gate up. I was going to tell you. Yeah, sound, man. Ultimately the goals should be, I, I want to make my dumb ass friends laugh. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes me happier than when I go to work and my dumbass coworkers are like, "Hey, I heard your last episode, fucking funny. Okay. That was awesome." Oh, or I didn't tell any jokes. You know, yeah. and I didn't. Yeah, and it's like, or when my friends like hit me up, like, "Bro, I just heard the last episode. Fuck yeah, I can't believe you told that story about us." And sure. you know, that's you know what I, what I like. You. I will tell you, my episode is not my podcast is not the emo brown podcast. We're not. It's not emo, but like we, I and my guests, we have cried on episodes. You have cried. I. Between the when we're talking, I'm like, um, because like I said, it's not like I'm not hot dogs not a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. A taco is a sandwich. No. Okay, you watch your mouth. Um, you won't no, leave Chula Vista with that mentality. I know, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying um, I'm not. It's not your standard questions. I'm, I'm more like, how did you feel when you wrote that? Like what those kind of things? Because I was high on shrooms. <laughs> it was fucking nuts. Yeah, well, if they answered like that, I'd be like, oh, okay, never mind. Next question. Why? I, no, no, because I, because I wanted to know what they were feeling. But maybe if they were saying something like, I'd be like, oh. Okay, because they can't, they wouldn't be able to really like relay that emotion over to to a podcast. I don't think, you know, unless you were microdosing. So like, I totally get that. Yeah, I'm I with totally you. Vibe with that. I'm with you. Oh yeah. Then I pierced my testicles. <laughs> Done deal. Um, but but I what I will say is that it's been a, it's been a cool it's been a cool journey thus far. Um, 
uh, I've done two or three where it's just me talking, but most of mostly it's been guests. I haven't done that one yet. Yeah, I mean, well, what I've done was I've done kitchen pairing playlists. So I, I tell people what I'm using in the kitchen when I'm you know doing stuff, and I explain all the song. I put songs on there, and I listen. I explain. Okay. All right. So it's a journey into like my own head, and like my like I don't know. It's just been like I said. I woke up one day in January and said, I think I want to do this. I think I should do this you know, podcasting and like talk to people and like explain myself because explain my ADHD a little bit, mm -hmm. explain my, explain why I'm a chef. Diagnose, why. clinically diagnosed. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. So I'm, that's something I quote unquote deal with. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, How do you it's deal me. with it? Drinking so much coffee. Um, that can't help. I don't drink a lot of coffee. That can't help. I just drink, I just drink, I drink coffee, but I don't drink a lot of coffee. You smoke I, a lot of weed? I don't, I don't, I don't smoke Buddha. Can't stand Seth. Yes. Um, so I don't. Damn, you're I'm, old. I'm mellow. I, and I caught that reference. No, you did. You did it right on. Mm. Um, yeah, so anyways. Do to make a thing go right. Oh, is that from that song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rob Basin. Do that to make a thing Easy rock. Anyways. I'm Rob Basin. I came to get down. <laughs> <laughs> Send me away with a nugget of wisdom. Me? Yeah. Fuck. Be I, better, do I, better. I, I flipped this on to you. I have no nuggets, bro. Um, I do want to say, though, for those of you listening... Steve-O was a Garcia. Steve-O Garcia. Was, I was a Garcia. Steve-O was a Garcia. He's I'm a Garcia, bro. I'm from Spain. Garcia. Esteban Garcia, por favor. Garcia. 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 He was a guest on my podcast, so go listen to episode three or four. One of the- Dude, ones. we did that in the office of the Elwood. Dude, the shout out to the Elwood. For, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was fun. It was a, it was a, an intimate on location. Yeah. On the spot, train. <laughs> yeah. So like- um, We did it on your phone. I know. I know, because that's that was my uh, field recorder. That's how we get down. That's cool. Because I didn't. That's how we get I down. I couldn't bring all this stuff to. Why not? Don't I, limit yourself. It was a lot to hold. It was a lot to carry. But anyways, go listen to that episode because you know it's not like a. I don't want to steal Emo Brown's like um, format. I want to say like you know. Uh, Breaking news: We don't have a format. <laughs> all right. That's what I was trying to get at. We don't have a. We're 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 uh, we're free. We're spoken word. Free balling. We're a free form spoken word. Oh, free form. Sorry. Yeah, I've said free. Balling. Yeah, man. Emo Brown and friends, you know, like I'll bring people in or it'll just be my homies, you know, and then more often than that, we'll have the TV on. And we'll just talk shit doing that. Oh, really? One time I really want to do a solo show to see if I can pull that shit off. I just don't know if I could. Playing music? No, just, just a solo show, just a oh, podcast, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, I'm high or maybe I like I'm on some whiskeys and then I'm just like, you know, just hanging out. Some like, whiskeys. Some whiskeys, you know, injecting the marijuanas and just hanging out like, hey, but then I don't know how far I would go. I like to think I'm, I, I, I can talk. I know I can talk long, but I don't know if I can format it and be like about something. I'm a, I'll leave you with this. I'm ready. I'll leave you with this. On the solo episodes, I think that um, you can go as short or as long as you want. And if you think it's too short, you can add to it. And if you think it's too long, you can cut it. Go ahead. Like it's, your, it's you only because, so you don't have to really limit the guest because there's no guest. And you can like add as many songs or whatever, or music or whatever. If you're watching TV, you're like, I'm just going to do a live feed of me watching, you know, space balls or whatever, you know, um, or this Padre game or something like that, or do a pod. Like we've talked about doing Maybe a, I do a weekend review, a weekend review so, of, called solo Brown, e solo Brown's e a life, all a Brown, a day, a week in the life of emo. Brown. I don't know. Stuff like that. Or you go to the Padre game and say like, why do we suck right now? Or why are we so good right now? Or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Why didn't we get, why, you know, how, why, why are we, 32 ounce cans, $25? How come we didn't get Scherzer or, or like, you know, stuff like, I don't know. Like, why does he have two different colored eyes? Yeah. He's how, weird. <laughs> stuff like that because, and then you're the captain. 
of this paper boat. <laughs> this paper podcast. <laughs> How will it stay afloat? So, yeah. So for me to land the plane of my, my emo brown thoughts is, um, I think that the gain on this microphone is, is that's giving you a boner. I have a, I've got a, a gain boner right now. Like this. no, because you have to like turn the, these, these condensers that you have to, you know, music nerd talk straight at your vocal boy. You have to like definitely turn up the gain on these to like bring out the juice of my, my larynx. You have like, some, uh, some timber in your voice. I hear the timber in your <laughs> voice right now. I'm not quite at the Caesar level. It's there though. I have that like higher range, like fat mic mm-hmm, offspring, mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. when I sing and it's in my voice. Joey right? Cape. I got that in the higher range of a male voice, and and this microphone though it makes me, I dev, I could I sound like butter. Look at you uh, in the high range though. So you have I'm a butter face. Shout out to the Sure SM. What is this? 50, SMB seventy something. SM something something. Thank you, Grasshopper, for making me sound like butter. Um, SM seven B. SM seven B. Shout out to you. I'm gonna put this on my dude, and then I run it through some processors and some filters, oh. and then when it finally comes out, like on the episodes. It fucking comes out clean. You make me sound like Ving Rang. Dude, you sound awesome. <laughs> you sound awesome. I'm going to get, I'm going to put this on my Amazon affiliate link, links. And then, uh, what does that mean? I don't know. I, I want people to get this mic. Oh, like a wish list. I want people to u- get by this for themselves. Oh, I thought it. for you. Yeah. I want one too. No, you but create a wish list, bro. Last, Show people your toes or something called the, the only last, fans, only feet. And then just whoa. say, well, this is what I want. Okay. All this right. We're, 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 we're saving <laughs> money. We're raising money rather. So I can get some mics like this. It, you know? you want to see the next toe. Boom. Donate this amount. Boom. Um, All of a sudden you got 17 <laughs> SM seven B's in your fucking studio, bro. Toes we knows. I think that, um, the, the last three songs that I did were on this mic too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, so, so I can I can totally cut an album with this so you with this it, mic. You heard it here on the Grasshopper Podcast Network. <laughs> Damn. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you coming in again. Mm. Yes. Igormente. This was uh, Igormente. We didn't you didn't speak any Spanish on this besides talking about accordions. ¿Cuáles fueron tus tres cantantes que utilizaste como motivación para escribir letras? Who are your three of musicians that you looked up to when you were writing lyrics? I'll take one. Letras is lyrics? I thought it was letters. It's both. Okay, Spanish you, is a crazy you, language, bro. I know. You, you're like, Eskimo, snow? Um <laughs> Oh, so are we really answering this right I'll now? I'll take one. Okay. You, did you understand the question? Yes. In, the, in Spanish? Well, wow, well done. About, I thought you were talking about the microphone at first, and then you went to lyrics. You're high. Zippity zuda. I think that um, lyrically, when I started, I had a bunch of poems already written that I smashed into the music. So Made it fit. Didn't matter. So there was no real heroes or anything like that. It was more like, can I make this sound like momentum? Mm. focus mm. you know the surf videos, yeah. or like you know mac dog stuff snowboarding or streets of fire for skating um um so but then when i started learning music and hearing that musicians like bad religion and i, I you have to bust out a thesaurus to write lyrics to like i don't want to use the word butter what's a synonym for butter you know the margarine or what's the synonym for like you know voter suppression, all this stuff, or what's a synonym for racism or like, you know, that's kind of stuff I would look to, I was inspired by Dr. Greg Graffin from Bad Religion to, to write like that because, um, I don't want to say regular words for mm-hmm. something. Sometimes I want to be like, you know, smart. 
I want to be like, you know, um, I want to use my, like you have right there on the wall, wisdom. I want to, I don't have a PhD in literature. Like, like they, I like apple pie. I singer, thoroughly enjoy consum, consuming consum, America's yeah, pastime exactly, in dessert form. Exactly. So speaking more like a robot or a professor is sometimes works better for this music because no offense to punk rock in general. Here comes an offensive statement to I punk know, rock in general. I look, I look around my shoulders, but it's, it's somewhat simple music, mm-hmm. you know, until you get really complex. It's somewhat simple. It's it, it, the, 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 the generalization of punk rock is that it's three chords and you know, they're not wrong four pieces and of a drum and then, you know, words, but can we make it better by adding cooler words? You know, like, who did that for you in your opinion? That's what I'm saying. Like the, the singer of offspring and the singer of bad religion both and the singer of descendants all have PhDs. They're punk rock legends and they have PhDs. They're doctors. You know what I mean? So like I'm not, I'm not there. I don't have it. I don't even have a master's. You have a culinary degree. I have what we call in the industry, um, commensurate education. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I have my, so yeah. So anyways, I mean, we didn't even talk about my like, teaching or anything like that bro but that's for episode that's 17 not, with that you. is not this episode that's episode this 17 episode, with you. apparently <laughs> was, uh he slapped me with a music breakdown of my 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 songs so you bet you loved it no no i appreciate that because it makes me think about why i wrote it and yeah. what i was talking about like what what was i saying there oh yeah i was i was trying to say something yeah okay and like i said no no regrets no regrets no re, no regards regards no no rec yeah all that because it, it's it's who I was and and, I, and it's on record. Like, yeah, let's talk about why I said that or what I did. You know, talk to me, talk to me. Damn. So yeah, you said it all, but yeah. not quite all of it because you're coming back for more, bro. Jimmy, Christmas. We're doing it again. He won't let we're, me leave the studio. You've, you've been in the studio a few times. I live you've, in the studio. You've been in the treehouse. You know, you're oh, one yeah, of yeah, yeah dude. You're one house. of those. You're one of those dudes that have like you know, you've made it pre, you made it during, and now you're made it post. Now nah, we're still in the pandemic. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Jesus Christ. Well, thank God though. You know, the, Who? we didn't, yeah. We, Jesus Christo. We Jesus didn't, Christo. We didn't talk about like what's happening right now, but that's fine because. See what happens when you take your voice to. off of mic. That's what. Uh, see, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Joshua Kemble forever in my room on a poster. I will say this. Are you serious? Above, no, above no, the bed? Above no, over bed? my bed. <laughs> it's oh. you and Ricky Henderson. Oh, yeah, Mario Lopez, <laughs> AC Slater, fool, <laughs> wrestling outfit. No, um, one of the one of the lyrics I just wrote for somebody else when I was I was collaborating. I said, um, it was a, the song is about COVID actually, and I said, I'm I don't want to talk about it. I'm done arguing. Mm, I'll leave it with that. Look at you. I'll leave it with that. It's all an argument when it comes to COVID. Seriously. Vaccine. No vaccine. Even if you agree. Even if Governor, you agree with somebody, no, no, sometimes no, no. There's, somehow there's some argument. And I, and I just want to really live drama free. I, I, I want to as well, but there's just so much going <laughs> on that I'm going to, I think the next episode, I'm just jumping fucking headfirst into it. I'm going to bring, think about this? I'm going to bring an anti-vaxxer. I'm going to bring oh. a pro vaccine, a vaccine person. And then we're just going to sit down and talk. No, like, Hey, like, I think well, it's a, you know, well, no, if everyone could do that, that'd be great. Cool. I'm, I'm going to try to find an anti-vaxxer that's large, legit. Oh no. I'm saying at large, bro, like, it's hard to like, bro, do that. And like, bro, bro, bro. yeah. So anyways, I'm just like, never die is the greatest song written on more than conquerors. <laughs> if I get a million people in a room, half a million is going to argue with me saying it's not when they know exactly that more than conquerors has never die as the best song. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. People just like to argue. We call that Contreras. We call that being a Contreras in Spanish, bro. I have three kids. One of them is a Contreras. He loves pizza. 
But then when we're, let's get some pizza. Uh, no, not again. And he'll eat the shit out of the pizza. But he just throws out that little negative, like, like interlude as like, oh, no, I don't want to. Do you guys want to watch Star Wars? Oh, no, it's a horrible movie. Okay, let's watch it. It's like, it's always going to be a Contreras outlook on things. Your, I don't know where the fuck he gets it. Kids talk like hipsters. Like, Dude. Uh, I ha- have you seen their hair? They all have like, all three of them have di- three different hairstyles, man. It's crazy. Favorite drink is like a triple IPA. Like, uh, Dude, they love Jamaica. West coast. They love Jamaica. Yeah, so uh, well, some sweetened, some unsweetened. Jamaica seltzer. Next. It's ooh, ooh. I'll give you five dollars if you know how to say Jamaica in English. You mean like hibiscus? Oh damn, freaking Jamaica. You are off. <laughs> you're <laughs> obviously bilingual. Where's I the mean, best horchata in San Diego, bro? No, but uh, okay. When you ask chefs, it's like besides my own kitchen. <laughs> well, you know, you make horchata? Yeah, I actually make it a lot. Is it really good? I make it. I make a what's it? Uh, a la alameda. A la verga. No, oh my bad. On the mode? No, brown rice. <laughs> okay. Oh, you are a hipster. No, no. There's. I do both. I do white, and sometimes I do it with cooked rice. Racist. <laughs> no, if there's, <laughs> if there's leftover rice that doesn't have any seasonings or oil uh-huh. in it, I can I turn that into I, I reuse it. Mm. So brown rice or white rice, Racist. or any <laughs> Caucasian rice. There you go. Yes, thank you. Um, indigenous rice. Indigenous rice. Or gentrified, gentrified rice. <laughs> Colored rice. Is that a thing? Ooh, too I much. I don't know if that's too that's much. Not a thing. Too much. No, but um. I, I definitely make it a lot. Yeah. And my son is uh, dairy free. So I have to figure out horchata recipes without. Uh, it's a whole it, so. deal too. Yeah. Totally. So like, um, yeah, if it could be anyways, yes, I do make it a lot. And aside from yours, chef Campbell, you chef Kembe, chef Kembe, where, where's you your favorite? Yeah. Town? And I think that, um, you're right. Roberto's on Broadway. Yeah. I'm with you. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say the, the Roberto's that don't use a, a slushy machine, mm-hmm. the ones that make it, Make it, make it. So there's ways. And I would like to um, contest mm. that Contreras, that um, the slushy ones are fine. There's a time and a place for a, for a machine or, or chata, right? Whatever. Bang. Oof. Right? Say Whipple. less. Orange Whipple? Duh. Yes. Pineapple, Orange Julius. Pineapple Vip. Oh, man. Dude, so those are really good sometimes with the right context. Mm-hmm. Sir. Usually you're high. No, <laughs> like noon on a yeah. summer day and you're at, uh, having a gardening celebrator, whatever, get a whip, whatever. But if you want to like a legit Arjava, um, the places that, okay, the illegal outside the liquor store or taco stands that have the big jug uh-huh. of Jamaica and horchata and they're ladling it out for you. Don't exclude Tamarindo, Playboy. Exactly. Tam- Tamarindo's a fucking, it's, it's a powerhouse in its and, own. And I've been known to put Tamarindo and horchata in the same glass. Why would you do that? I've been known. Because because it looks cool, it's almost like a, a black and tan or something like that. It, like you, when they when they can float it, you got to go to the right place. There's a place <laughs> in City Heights outside the. Anyways, most people won't uh, recognize that these places because they're used to the bang yeah. machines, right? And that's oh yeah. Are you afraid to say who has the best horchata? What's cracking here? I'm waiting I, for it because I don't know the name of the liquor store. Oh. And it's, a, it's not a taco shop. It's just a, it's a stand outside. It's of in the City Heights on Euclid. Yeah, on Euclid. Yes. All right, cool. Every, that's the spot. Weekend every weekend night. Doubt that it's permitted. Whatever. It's why are you calling them out? Let them work, no, bro. I'm, I'm not calling them out. I want you to go there and try it. <laughs> I don't, they've been there for a long time and they're really good. So yeah, I look forward to going. De- delicious. De- I, I enjoy horchata from Roberto's on Broadway, okay. next to Manhattan. I mean, can't go wrong with the roll toggles. The roll toggles are good there too. Okay. You know, I also like Lolita's, just for their chips. Question: Is go this ahead. is this also is this the same episode? Fuck yeah, bro. We're it's just like gonna keep it going. Sixteen hours later. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. This is like SpongeBob. Sixteen hours later. <laughs> Four days later. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Is twelve years later? Is um. 
Is that Roberto's a part of the original Robledo family? I have no idea. Okay. I know they're all related. Somewhat. Um, I got to get Gus on here. BFF Gus yeah. alert. Um, yeah. He's the homie. His company's called SC Fresh. His company does the distribution, mass distribution of tortillas. And uh, I believe meats as well and other products, uh, produce needed in the taco taco food, taco restaurant, taco really? shop. Yeah, so he's busy. He funds, or he, he, he produces and, 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 and makes sure that a lot of these restaurants have everything they need. What a smart business. Bro, and then his pops put it into play and now he's taking it's it over. Mario Logan? I don't know where he's located. No, no, he's located here on Main and Chula Vista, but he, so he is the broker of all of these products to these restaurants and taco shops. Nice. So if I ask him, Jeez. he'll he'll know he'll know exactly who's related to what and what's yeah. related to who. Oh, okay. So yeah. he knows. I, was just wondering. Uh, yeah. I know Roberto's and Alitas are related. You're like, who makes and Cotijas? Oh yeah. <laughs> if I ask him, bro, he'll give me a five minute speech on. You know what? I'll give you the worst and I'll give you the best. Yeah. Here's who's yeah. making. Here's who's buying powder from us, and here's who's making it. Yeah. Fresh guacamole. Watered down guacamole. Zucchini guacamole. What is zucchini guacamole? No avocados. Why the fuck would you want to have guacamole without avocados? It's a secret recipe. Yeah, Shh. keep that shit a secret, homeboy. I don't <laughs> want to know anything about that. Miss me with that. Uh, Are you serious? People order zucchini guacamole? No, no. They, some restaurants can make it without. Yeah. I and mean, it still tastes the same? There's food. I, I have to make so many crazy things for people who have allergies. So really? Yeah. Maybe don't have guacamole if you're allergic to avocados. I, that's what I tell people. Don't go, don't go to this restaurant if you're gluten-free. Don't go to this wedding if you're scared of COVID. Don't do this. If you're allergic to this, don't do the, don't get this menu. With I used to shit on cauliflower rice or cauliflower yeah, mashed right. potatoes, you're whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I had a really good- If like, it's good, it's good. Yeah. I had a really good rendition version of it. And I was like, fuck. If this is how it is, I'll eat this shit all the time. Shout out to Karen and her fucking side hustle called uh, side, chick. side Chick Meal Preps. She's been on, on hiatus recently and I need to get her back because my keto diet. I need to get <laughs> I need to get slanging Come on that on, keto. Karen. Hurry up, Karen. But yeah, as soon as I had the cauliflower uh, mashed potatoes or whatever the fuck it was, yeah. dude, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it was good, really good. good. Like, it, Zucchini guacamole? No. Hell no, never. If I gave it to you, you wouldn't know. Bitch, I would know. You wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I challenge you. Go ahead, bring it. <laughs> you better bring some fucking- He's begging me. You bring that shit, dude. I'm gonna lick this. Oh my God. Wow. Mm. You really do have ADHD. We, we've oh, jumped around everywhere. 1,000. Yeah? Yeah. So, but it's been helpful for my, actually for what I do. So I'm, I'm gonna end it there. I'm, I, I, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm sure I can drop something now. I know you could. Uh, let's Wait, see. Where are we here? We've been going for th 38 hours. Nice. Oh my God. Cool. Ooh, I hear uh, somebody's just sent me an, an air check. Let's see. Quick shout out. It says air check. Let's see what's, let's, let's play it. I haven't heard this before. It lit literally just came in from 91X. Let's see what it says. Welcome. 91X. Ladies and gentlemen. Two men enter, one man leaves. TV Danielle. Welcome to the game. Why do you Master have this? Somebody just West sent it to me. Brew. West Brew, one of the vendors and pourers at our Beer X. Shout out West Brew. Shout out West Brew. Jay Jones. Jay Jones. Jay Jones. Hello. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm doing very well. By the way, I have to say that I had a tall boy. One of your delicious was the uh, full count. Mm. How oh. long is this thing? You She's did correct. the Monty's Revenge with them, right? Yeah, we did a beer with them. So oh, it's a minute and 36 seconds. So good. All right. They're right by my kitchen. So, oh no, this is a long shit. No, no, I can't do this. Okay. Oh, well, man. That was a West Brew. Right, um, uh, oh, is this episode hobby, brought to you by West Brew? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you just did it. Got that, got that old school sculpting. Uh, three Punk Ales. I oh. love their. Uh, 
Here we go. Who's that? Uh, three Punk Gales. I love their uh, Needle in the Hay. Needle yes. in the Hay. Yes. They will they also. one of my favorite Elliot Smith songs. Also <laughs> Needle in the <laughs> Three Punk Gales will be there, yes. and you will be a beer expert. We'll give you a chance to defeat Danielle for bragging rights next. Yeah, that guy has a radio voice. <laughs> Trivia game, Defeat Danielle, is next. That was a wonderful. You're listening to 91X. I'm, my name is Marty. My name is Josh Campbell, and I used to be a singer in a band. And now I try to pass off Zucchini Guacamole as a real guacamole. I don't try it. Jesus I don't Christ, try it. bro. You don't. High West. I think that... Um, no, somebody just sent me that text. They said, oh, I heard your name uh, on the quick, radio. Quick question before we go. Go ahead. Where are we going? Wait, Bitch, we ain't going nowhere. I also hate the term quick question. I also hate the term uh, friendly reminder. Uh, In summation, nothing makes me cringe. Nothing makes Ooh. me clench my fist harder than, oh. than friendly reminder or quick question. You woke up fucking and you chose violence this I, morning. Jesus when Christ. I hear quick question, because um, it's not. Um, did you name Needle in the Hay? Yes. IPA yes. after Elliot yes. Smith or sure Bad Astronaut? Ba- oh, right. good call. That's what um, I'm asking. Yeah. Bad Astronaut. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's so it's it's a little more. It's a little more. Little yeah. Than, you know? <laughs> I'm a big Elliot Smith fan. Shout That's, out to Joey. Bad Astronaut. Oh, if Joey, you, if, the caper. To the listeners who don't know, Elliot Smith wrote that song. Can I play that without getting in Rest trouble? Rest in peace to Elliot Smith. He's soon, since passed away. But Bad Astronaut, Joey Cape from Lagwagon's um, band, also sang that, did that cover. It's a cover. It's, yeah. And it's really good. And it has, it's, it's a totally different song than... Can I play that without getting in trouble? How does I'm that work? I'm not sure. I play music all the time on mine. Yeah? Um, but you're like a world-renowned artist. I don't know what the legalities are, but... I don't Let's know. See. We so, can play I mean, if we played it behind us talking, I think that's not a problem. And I am not sure. But it depends on which one you're playing. You can't take what I don't have. Well, so because let's listen, see. listen, Elliot Smith was was more on, on majors than, you know, Bad Astronaut. If, if it was on YouTube, I could see how it would YouTube be will, taken YouTube down. will yeah. find you. But YouTube, I mean, YouTube will hunt you down at your house yeah. and find you. But I mean, it's this is just here, you know. If this is Spotify, this is not a monetized is Spotify podcast, machine? you know. It's, Are you on, you know, uh, what's it called? Ye old Spotify? Guess. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the namesake, Needle in the Hay, brought to you by the posthumanist, Elliot Smith. Can you hear the IPA in this song? <laughs> oh, if I double it, maybe, uh, since it's a double IPA. Damn. I can't. I can't. I am going to die if I listen to this. Yeah. Wifey doesn't allow me to play this guy in the in the house. She's like, it's too fucking morbid. She gets depressed? Yeah. Though. She says, this music is depressed. And it, it is. It turns her emo. Dude, I listen to this music, and I get in the feels. To expect. To expect. Oh, my God. Oh yeah. My God. Here it is. And he committed suicide. Yeah. Rest in peace to Elliot Smith. R.I.P. Mental health, bro. It's, you know what? I'm going to get into this topic as soon as as some things like just simmer down a bit. No, for sure. I'm going through it. Mental health and people dealing with it during a fucking pandemic is outlandish, bro. It's well, crazy. And this was pre. This, yes. was like, this was like way pre. Dude, this is like in the early 90s. No, mid 90s. I'm saying when he committed yeah, suicide. Yeah, mid 90s. And it's like, people are having a hard time already. And then you throw in a fucking pandemic where you're not allowed to see, talk, or do anything with anyone else. You put that shit in a blender and that's just going to make people, it'll, oh, I, I can't even. Switch to the bad astronaut one. That, see, like, the, tell me what to do, motherfucker. No, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm, you're on the Emo Brown show. You're on the Family Cast podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, no, I was saying it, it, in a suggestive tone. Like, if you switch to if you switch to the Joey Cape version, um, 
he took the song and he tried he it's still emo but he put the punk spin on it a little bit because bad astronaut is not it's not like necessarily double time punk but it's got that lag wagon groove yeah um, i feel you for all you listen Oof, i love this video. i know i can't you're about to, you're you're gonna bring it out of me you're gonna bring we're gonna do like three episodes right now this is a, one of my favorite songs for sure you know but I'm not allowed to play it at home because it's just I don't it's know if it's the tuning a lot, of, a lot of TV shows I don't I wouldn't know somebody told me that it was in a movie the 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 Tenen bombs and and then I yeah and I ultimately found it I was like oh okay but no for all you cinephiles out there it was in Royal Tenen bombs I think no no I was gonna say it was when he releases the Falcon but that was Hey Jude this song is in Royal Tenen bombs somebody is killing themselves in that scene it's yeah it's when he is one of the cut, owen brothers cutting his beard off mm. um luke wilson is wilson the, yeah. owen owen wilson is his brother R- richie tenenbaum is cutting his beard off to, i've never watched that movie is it any good it's the best really it's the best better than scarface cabron because that's what i fucking well, put everything against all right <laughs> well yes it is it's a different genre it's a different genre so what are your two, three? No, I can't. Can you? What's crazy is Wes Anderson, the balls on Wes Anderson to put this song in the movie where Richie Tenenbaum was committing suicide. Why balls? Because Elliot Smith committed suicide. And then he used this song to. You, would you say it's disrespectful? No, I think it's relevant to the scene, but. Bitch, you're it's, gonna cry. No, no, I'm thinking of the scene. I'm oh, just, I, I smelled something burning. I don't know if you were like ending it. No, or... I'm remembering the scene, and then I don't want to spoil the movie though. Yeah, a movie else. that's probably like two decades old, bro. It is. By all means, go for it. No, but spoil. we watch it as a family, like you know, once every once in a while because it, I have the Criterion Collection, and it's like it's a that it's one of the better movies made in cinematic history. I've never yeah, seen it. Excellent soundtrack, excellent cast, totally Wes Anderson, like you know. It's still good. I learned how to play this on all guitar. downstrokes, all downstrokes on the guitar, which is not hard, um, hard except on the breakdown. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did some upstrokes. Oh, great song! Now this is the song I can play at Jiminy home. Jimmy Christmas. I can play this one at home because it's it's a the voice is way different. You're trying to what are you what are you trying to pull out of me right now? What's the, what's the goal here? Oh my god! There it is, bad astronaut, dude. That's so good. I was sitting in front of my current home. Can we make this music, this song, the 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 emo brown uh, for my episode, the soundtrack to my? <laughs> I'm gonna redo this song, Derek. On this record, uh, from this band, also committed suicide. No way. Yes. Jesus Lord. When they after they did this record, Derek from Lagwagon. That's crazy, man. Rich kids on LSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, so he had some mental health issues. Not necessarily rich kids on LSE. There was a band where Derek played in. RKL. He was RKLSD and, and he was the drummer for Lagwagon and for RKL. This is a way different energy, though. This is different energy. So I was sitting under a if tree. If you didn't know this is L.H. Smith, though, you'd be like, whoa, this song is amazing. This is yeah. a great punk song. Like, I thought the song was cool, but I already heard the L.H. Smith sure, version. You know? sure. but it, no, so I when s- I heard it, I was like, whoa, they're doing an L.H. Smith song. Yeah. But that's energy. Hey, you got some. You got some high range. Um, yeah, sitting in the front yard, uh, breweries being planned out, and uh, we were at that point where we we're naming songs, like or, or rather, rather naming beers. beers. Yeah, I was like, hmm. Like, oh, you know what? On the hang, bro. It's a fucking wicked song. And it's but been- it was this version that I okay. was listening oh, okay. to okay. when I heard it because so it was like more- sad. I wasn't sad because this song. Do- this song doesn't make me sad. This song pumps you up. This song makes me feel some sort of way. You know, and I'm like, all right, 
Have you ever seen Bad Astronaut play? Yeah. I've never seen them play. Dude. Well, I take it back. I did not see Bad Astronaut play because Derek, the drummer, has died. So Joey plays some, some of those Bad Astronaut songs. Acoustically. Acoustically. I've seen that. Over Scorpios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scorpios, correct. Damn. Which was, Tony was in that band too. Rip Tony. Dude. Those guys got down when they played together on the acoustic sets. So John from Scorpios is going to play at the Casbah on September 2nd. You going? Out. Yes. It's Chuck, Chuck, who I had on the show. You're taking me? Mad Caddies. Yeah. Cool. Let's rock and roll. Uh, they're they're playing at Casbah on September 2nd. Sounds Lord, very Lord willing, there's no shutdown. You know, they're gonna. Why do you got to put that shit in the atmosphere, bro? Because they they told me he said if it's, if it still happens, he said if it still happens, it's on. You know, it's it's booked. Ah, so good. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, that what's was cool. the birth. Also, what's cool about music nerd stuff? What's cool about the song is it's it's barely two chords. It's some augmented chords for sure, though. I know, but it's, but it's based on it's based on the two. It's like very Beatles esque. You throw in a C chord in there. You throw in that augmented F. <laughs> I'm saying for people who maybe don't understand chord structure or songwriting, like that's basically the whole thing's basically two chords, maybe an octave, maybe an extra finger, but it's two chords except for that part. Is he's playing the melody on his fingers on the guitar. But it's it, a songs that, and songs that are that good based on two chord structures or Go two ahead. chords. Go ahead. Those will stick in your head if they're that good, which a lot of my favorite songs, if you really break it down, if you really get music nerdy, it's based on two to three chords. Simplicity. And we can go back to the Beatles if you want to say. I was going to say. If you want to say punk is only based on blah, 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 it's like they're just playing Beatles songs fast. Mm-hmm. But that's two. It's two, two notes, two chords. And he's... Elliot Smith murdered the song. Clever choice of words, is some that, would say. Is that wrong choice of words? Anyways. Uh, yeah, bro. That's, okay, that's yeah, how that's well, how Needle in the Hay got, came to fruition. All, you got all of my emotions out in one city. Boom, you're welcome. Mother of all hell. That fly is... Listening. The fly doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, bro. Jeff Mosca Goldblum. muerta. Jeff Goldblum right there. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. fuck it. Let's wrap it up. Or should we? We've tried to wrap this up for the last hour, and it's just not happening. Commercial break. Commercial break <laughs> number three. Um, I, did, I wanted to ask you about another song, but I feel like it's too fucking late in the game. Bonus episode. So it, bonus, seems, so it seems like a perfect you opportunity. Can, but you can make it like a bonus content. A, a perfect opportunity to ask you about this fucking song. Um, it's a little bit more... I don't know. I always felt bad singing it cause, just because I knew what what it entailed, what the, the meaning of the song. It, it's family values, you know, and, and I would hear it. And I, know, I, like, I know the song. Yeah. And, and, and I would. Yeah. But I don't know, by the way, I was describing it. But did you get it when I was describing it? OK, cool. I just did it. I always felt. And now I feel even worse because I have children. Yeah. You know, yeah. but before when I didn't have children and I would listen to this and just kind of like hum it or, or sing the harmonies with it. And it, it just I don't know. It felt weird. Mm hmm. For you, might be our darkest, deepest, like, for lack of a better term, just fucked up the topic. Yeah. Besides, besides the songs about suicide, or you know, what is this song about? This song, "Family Values," is written. This is written by Jace, our guitar player on this record, through thick and thin, and his. Somebody in his family, I don't want to say everybody names and all this kind of stuff, but basically a, a girl in their family was t- 
taken advantage of sexually by a, by her dad. And we're trying to convey that emotion through the long intro into the song. And then um, the lyrics talk about just like, yeah, when we were kids growing up, learning these things about, you know, the dynamics between adults and kids and yeah, how you should be respecting your elders. There's so many lyrics in this fucking song that just hit and it's like, oh shit. What I've learned, what I've learned about my own music through talking on podcasts and people asking me questions is that listen to all, this. Yeah. Exactly. What I've learned is that people, uh, unfortunately, so many people have experienced yeah. the same thing. Yes. Yes. Boys, boys and girls yeah. through through their. I mean, when it's your own dad, what the hell? You know, anyone in your family doing this, and whether and the, or if it's a neighbor or someone in the church or a school or whatever, doing this to a kid is like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So she's so she so this this girl ends up ends up becoming a depressed teenager, ends up you know having suicidal thoughts because of what her dad did to her, ruining her life essentially. Yeah, ruining her life, and she's. And but she was she was not even a teenager when this happened. She was like young, a pre. They rarely are pre. People who are in this category. So mental illness yeah. on the opposite end, like somebody who has mental illness doing something to somebody else, whether that's sexually or violently or whatever, you know, breaking into their life, really breaking into their life, which is, you know, whether that's sexual molestation or rape or you know anything that has to do in that category. Um, I hated that I loved this song so much. Well, I really did. We tried to write a good song, I guess, about it because we wanted everyone to hear it. We wanted people to really listen and dig into the song because it happened to more people that once you write the song and once we start talking about the meanings, more people are like, oh, it happened to me. Or I know somebody that happened to. Whether we're talking about kids, our friends in high school who were having kids who didn't want to, you know, do that. Oh, shoot. What do I do now? You know? That line, she that was one, eight. That one, fuck. I know it's stupid. It sucks. That, and then, and do you repeat it? Let me see. Let me see if you do. Mm-hmm. song when I was younger it, it fucking made me feel some sort of way like I would get angry and I was like fuck well yeah it sucks that that happens and it still happens and also the crazy thing is that that stuff is happening and I'll, I will boil it down the song is about a dad raping an, a kid yeah an eight year old girl so there's not much worse things you can talk about besides you know somebody committing suicide which this could lead to like, cause it causes mental yeah, health. It, it causes trauma. If she was eight and this happened to her, it essentially ruined her life. Well, oh yeah. It, ta- it causes so many bad yes. other things to happen in your life until you learn to talk about your mental health and, and talk, teaching other people about what happened in your life. But how do you even do, approach writing a song like this? I, I don't know. He, Jace just wrote it because it was about something that happened to yeah. people in his family and it, and it, and it's, 
and it's something that happened. It's not, you know, we're not like, we're not just like, hmm, let's write a song about this. Yeah. It's more like this, this happened. happened. And, and are we supposed to be people who are forgiving this person? I don't know. Do you, can you, like, where's the, it causes all these conversations, right? It's like, where's the limit on grace and forgiveness or like this kind of stuff that happens? And how do you get beyond that? What was the reception of this song when you guys released it? I mean, dark. Yeah. It's dark. Like, why? Whoa. Whoa. Why'd you do that? Dude. Who'd that happen to? Well, I thought it happened to you. When I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, it wasn't, this, this is coming from his point of view. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily me. I, I had written about some stuff on that album that happened in my life. Like, I wrote, you know, Daddy Dearest was about my own family stuff. That's the, the Matt Aragon album? No, same album. This, oh, this oh. whole album is full of, full of terrible things. <laughs> Preschool Days was on that record. Um, that song is on that record. Preschool Days so, was on that so record. All yeah, that, all right. that stuff's on there. It's like, but we wanted to tell a story about, okay, let's, so just to, just to, I know we keep saying it to wrap this up, but we're eight, we're 17, we're 18. We just got out of school, like our school life besides, you know, whatever else happens after high school. We're just out of school. All this stuff has just happened in our family. If your parents are divorced or separated or whatever, like my parents were, and and there was stuff in, in your parents' divorce that happened in that to, to lead to that. How do you deal with that? Well, I didn't do therapy. I did band. I did music. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't in band in high school. I did a band. I wrote about the stuff to, and that's kind of therapeutic. I can imagine. And then right. So writing about a song like this, where it's like, um, a, a person molesting a kid. That's, I mean, there's probably only a, a handful of songs in the world that talk about that, you know, like, you know, that I can think of off the top of my head, maybe one or two other ones that have to deal with something like that. Even that, that crazy of a topic, you know, but it doesn't get talked about and it's happening. Like just like mental health doesn't get talked about enough and it's, and it's happening. happening or like mental health, mental illness, every minute of every day, rape, or even like we just dealt with in the brewery industry. Like this stuff is happening. It's just not getting brought to the surface. And so mo- the majority of things that happen to people in our lives, everyone, people, I guarantee that there's this, I mean, there's a scientific statistic that 50% of the people that get married are divorced. So what are the other statistics that are happening are not getting reported? Rape, assault, mental illness, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, all this stuff that's, that's really fucked up for kids these days. Any kid that's in school dealing with all this stuff, how do they talk about it if you don't have a good parent to go to or a good mentor or, or counselor or peers or anything like that? If none of that stuff is in your life, what do you, what's the alternative? And if you're not in a, you know, a, some kind of collaborative group or church group or counseling group or something like that, because that, who knows when you're a kid, what you're only thinking of you're, I mean, for lack of, you know, for good or bad, you're, you're self-absorbed because you don't know the world. You, you don't know what to do. So, and then take, take away teenage years. This is, I would, this song was about an eight year old. So like it's, it's happening at all ages, right? Like, wow. What, what can we do about this? I don't, I don't know. Like what, what's the, what's the, what's the outcome of this? Can we help this person heal and get better from this and change, change their own life and then they can help other people? Um, um, or is the goal to just keep this person from, you know, doing something worse, you know, committing suicide. And what do we do with the person, the aggressor, the person who did yeah. this? What do you do with that? Well, I feel like what you guys did was you took this and you put it on a pedestal and you ultimately put it out. I mean, you're kind of banned, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to write a song like this or, or put out a song like this on your album. 
but it, it wasn't too far fetched just by listening to your other lyrics, other songs that you've put out, you know, it, was, it wasn't like on the same path, but I was like, Oh, I can see that, you know, like just by based on what, what Josh has written or what his bandmates have written, I can see this being in the catalog, you know, like, I don't see like a blink 182 writing a song like this, you know, obviously they wrote the Adam song about suicide, you know, I can see, I, I can't really see other local punk bands writing a song like this and singing it, putting it out and being like, Oh fuck, that was well, it's hard. hard. Yeah. It's hard to write it. It's hard to say it and sing it. And it's hard to make, uh, I don't know. It's hard to just talk about it really. But the, you know, you just doing that, like when you were alluding to like, Oh, well, what can we do to raise what you fucking did it? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I listened to this song decades ago, at least two, you know, and, and, and then here we are talking about it now. And that song is always stuck with me. That song has always just kind of been never I, in my family, that's never happened. You know, I've known families in where it has happened, where there's been molestation, where, where there's been, you know, that, you know, of that I know of. Oh yeah, exactly. That's then I'm just so like, like, this from my point of view, like yeah. in my family, I know from what I know, yeah, I, you know, it hasn't that's happened. I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, like things are happening that we don't even know about. Yeah. Like my kids say stuff like, what, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, tell me more about that or whether it's, you know, have your kids heard this song? I don't, yeah, but I don't think they've really dug into the, yeah. what, what I'm saying at this point, you know, you know, they might get more into it now that they're getting a little bit older, but I think that, I think that a lot of things that happen to people don't get talked about, even if it's like sexual harassment at work or back to the brewery industry, like all the stuff that was going down recently. If it doesn't come to light, it's never going to, well, it's never going to come to light. Like if people don't talk about it, like it's just going to get swept under. And then the people who are doing the bad things are still going to continue to do it because there's no repercussion. There's no, you know, there's not really systems in place necessarily for, for stuff like that. And it's not, I'm not blaming people or saying, you know, this or that um, about uh, like victims or anything like that. But like people don't know how to tell people what happened. Kids aren't going to know that adults aren't going to know that, you know, you know, whether it's sexual harassment in the workplace or whether any industry and, or, uh, you know, safe spaces for people to say, you know, that happened to me when I was little <laughs> or yeah. that happened to me in the church or that happened to me at school or anything like that. Like, Just when you thought this podcast was even, over full, look at you. <laughs> no, like, I know you could really break this into like three or four episodes because now we're releasing it all at once. Like bullying. Yeah. It's all based on bullying. It's all like just exacerbated from the bully never getting, never getting punished basically. Or, but I bet, I, I bet parents or molesters or, or child abusers who do stuff like that. It's because they have heart problems, mental illness problems, you know, mental problems basically that, that aren't being resolved. Therapy, proper medicine. I don't know, whatever the case may be. And it's hard to say, I came from a traumatic home, it's an abusive home. So it's hard to say like, there's different levels of everything, right? So yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to put it into a song that's two and a half minutes long also. You did. <laughs> you totally wrapped it up and one, put it in one yeah. thing, but like without context, you know, just like hitting you with like, here's something that happened next song. You know, it's like, did you guys play that like live? We, yeah, all the time. Yeah. 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 And people were just wilding out to it. Like, well, yeah. we, would, we would talk about it a little bit yeah. every once in a while. We would talk, you know, before or after the song, but I don't think people necessarily at a punk show always got nah, that, for know? sure. And we, we would say a lot of crazy things at shows because we were, we had a lot of crazy songs to talk about, you know, like here's a song about suicide. Here's a song about, but this is all stuff that's happening. And I just want to talk about it because my friend just committed suicide and, or my friend just had a baby or is, is pregnant and doesn't want to have a baby. What do we do with that? 
You know, the, there's all this kind of stuff that's happening to teenagers, and because we we're teenagers, this is all this kind of stuff that's happening, and we that's don't, crazy. You don't really get taught from a family full circle as a single mom raising me. We don't. I don't necessarily get taught all this all the stuff I need to know about growing up. And now you're raising teenagers. Boom. You know, full so fucking hard. circle. I know we first talked about that and then now I have a teenager. So now I have to think about that for sure. For sure. My day is coming too. I have, <laughs> I have three little dudes, you yeah. know, and it's yeah. just going to raise decent humans yeah. better than us yeah. in each and every way. And it keep, that you, is the it goal. It keeps yourself accountable too. Like be a good person to show them whatever. Cause they're, you know, they're picking it up. You know? Yeah. They pick up my bad habits really easily too. And the good. They pick up the bad and the good. The, the easier, I feel like they're easier or they're more attracted to the shittiness that I do. Oh yeah, it's fun. You know? Yeah. Daddy, what'd you say? What, what'd you say? Was that a bad word? Can I say that? It's like, no, 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 stop. Don't say that. You're like, you can say it, but your mom's not going to Yeah. Oh man. They repeat everything. Yeah. Everything. We have a stupid game where, where my littlest one is three. We play the, the rhyming. Oh, he's four now. We play the rhyming game. And I don't know. Every word that we have him rhyme, he uses F, you know? <laughs> what rhymes with light fight what rhymes with dog fog you know like and you know shit like that is. yeah and and then and it's weird because he, he was three at the time when i caught him doing this and i said what rhymes with truck and he's like fuck and then he looked at me and he's like oh that's a bad word and i was like how do you know that's a bad word like you're three like that should that how do you know and then wifey of course looks at me like i don't know how does he know <laughs> you know <laughs> she's the biggest foul mouth person in our family you did it. yeah but it's just weird i don't know ramblings of a dad things that i see and and and, and weird me out and all the things and i'm seen. like oh my god these little dudes are gonna turn into big dudes and yeah. they're gonna beat you up yeah they're gonna just push back on some of our ideas and the way we we raise them and we got to make sure we stay fluid and and and, and understanding and fluid and in 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 certain areas but we got to stay strong in other areas i don't know man I'm, I'm i'm new to this i'm Eight years into this, but I'm still fucking new at no, raising raising be, kids. Every day is new. You know, it's yeah. difficult. Like yeah. you have teenagers, and you probably every day is a new day with them. Like, oh shit, now this. Yeah, is, oh shit, oh else. shit, oh shit. There's something else. You're yeah. 21 years married, but each day it's something new. Sheesh. You know, this month is going to be our 16 year anniversary for nice. wifey and me. Nice. You know, and our son's going to turn uh, nine. You know, so I'm going to have a nine, a seven, and a four year old. There you go. No. I don't want that. That's crazy. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Like, and, and we, wife, that's, you want to make wifey and I sad and, and, and misty eyed is just look at us and be like, oh my God, you have a nine, a seven and a four year old. There you go. Yeah, and my four year old looks like a big boy now. And I'm like, oh, I was just pushing them in our swing today mm -hmm. and looking at him I'm like, oh man, you're a big dude. And they just, <laughs> and he has a fucking silence. He's a like, daddy fatty. I'm like, oh, and he ruined that real quick. Cause I like, got, oh. I shook myself out of that emotion. I was like, you little weenie, let's go inside. And uh, it's just crazy. I love it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, wouldn't right. trade it for yeah. anything, but it's yeah, it, every day is it's like a, a new slap in the face, like raising a family. Three humans. Fuck, that was like a four hour episode we did today, bro. You could really break it up. I'm not going to. Really? Right? We go all in. We just go boom. We just release it all, all as right. one. You heard it here. <laughs> Thank you, Joshua, for the 17th time today telling you to come in and it's appreciate some kind of record. Some you know, kind of record here. We've had some three hour shows. This no, but is, like as far as appearances. You are, you are far and above. Well, I mean, I don't consider Caesar an appearance anymore. He's just a homie that well, comes through. Isn't he hosting now? Yeah, we, when or, he's available. We, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's, you're up there. Right here? You're up there, bro. Yeah. You're up there. Well, that's fine. I mean, I just saying like, uh, yes, I, I appreciate the welcome. I appreciate the welcome and trying, trying new things from Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> Guinea pig. Sale. Uh, check this out, guys. Uh, check out my dude's uh, podcast. The family cast. Listen yes. about all of his wonderful things and all of the cool people 
that he uh, has in his Rolodex of life. I guess there are some cool people on there, huh? huh? Yeah, dude. You got some goodies coming up. Yeah. Too, what are you bringing Mike Herrera on? <laughs> he's, he's like, bro, I can't even keep up with my own. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, hit you up when I have time or something. Tell him not to be a weenie, bro. Be like, but you remember when you wanted us to play in Ventura and, and in San Diego? It's your turn to return the favor. Maybe when Rob comes down to do yours, I'll, I'll have him on what wiretap. Yeah, because we're trying to hook, hook, hook that up. So, but yeah, I got some goodies coming up. So, um, and recipes and stuff like that. So, like pairings. So, so you're a great friend. I appreciate you. Thank I appreciate you. you in my circle. Back at you. Thank man. you very much. Yes.